And now, introducing the man who was beaten up by upwards of 35 people in the past three months after taking it upon himself to, quote, get accurate measurements for the combine, unquote, and insisting on carrying a tape measurer everywhere he went and measuring people's arm length and hand size against their wishes. In response to Elon Musk hosting Saturday Night Live and, quote, making a mockery of the person I hold most dear in life, unquote, he started a GoFundMe and began the initial plans to protest outside of Congress to, quote, reclaim the reverence and respect usually afforded to Wario, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Kyle Ottenheimer. We are here. Hope you had a lovely weekend. We've got much to do on a Monday edition of the program. Coming up in just a few minutes, our friend Booker Corrigan is back in studio with us. It's been a long time. Been a long time since... Yeah, we rock and rolled. I'm going to wow. bail. I'm going to yeah, bail. Probably the best. Um... Booker's back. The brackets are out. We know who's in the NCAA lacrosse tournament. Uh, not a not a heavy local presence. Obviously, Maryland, one of the top seeds in the tournament. Loyola does get in um, after kind of a crazy last couple of weeks of the season. We'll talk to Booker about all of that. I'm sure he'll throw in a couple of notes about high school lacrosse and all His sorts family, of other probably. things. Yes, that book according. He asked whether it would be all college. I was like, if I had to guess, it would be mostly college, but if you want to talk about any high school, wherever, we'll wherever he wants yeah. to go. I mean, we we've we've done that many a times sure. in our day. Who knows where he wants to go? Something about a fuggler. I I his, never know his, with Booker. His sister and Yes, the mom prom. and the prom thing, yes. you know, the whole deal. Yeah. Um if his but mom's got a new book, out. I love Booker. Yeah. I love Booker. So looking forward to doing that. Later on in the show, Dan Duquette's going to join us. Uh, John Means has turned himself into an ace. The, like we all knew. the man that drafted John Means 331st in the 2014 Major League Baseball draft is, of course, Dan Duquette. And so he will check in with us a little bit later on in the program, talk about John Means' ascension to this point in his career, maybe a little bit about you know what the Orioles might do moving forward. I have no idea how much Dan wants to get into that, sure. but you know we'll see. Um, and also Jeremy Kahn will join us later on in the program as well as he does every Monday here on GCR. Esteemed degenerate. Yes. I, he tells me this is the Monday tradition now. The only way that I bet is <laughs> I, I specifically a... tell him or I specifically have him tell me how to bet based on what his picks are today at PressBox Online. I took a gander at his picks on PressBox Online yesterday. Just mm-hmm. to, I'm not a gambler because I don't have the money. But right. Well, I, I don't like, either. Yeah. Let me make that very clear. I don't either. I said, okay, let me just see what Jeremy's thinking. Because I actually wanted to see if the guy on Masson was just using Jeremy's picks. Uh-huh. I had a suspicion. Okay. Not, did not true. All right. It did not true, as they all say. Did not true. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jeremy had the, he said he loved the Clippers. Okay. Uh, plus or minus seven and a half against the Knicks. Well, how do you? Well, the Knicks won by six. Oh, I don't know. So <laughs> I, I was I like, oh, people seem the Knicks to do it pretty well. What was the number? Spread. What was the number? The Clippers were seven and a half point favorites, I think. Well, then you said plus, but you said plus. I said, then I corrected myself. Oh, okay. If you were to check the tape, but uh, oh, I'm not sure. Well, you also said Never that are. one thing the other time. Yeah, you, athletics. You, you keep you keep <laughs> trying to go back to that. All right. Um. Anyway, we'll talk to Jeremy a little bit later on in the program. Today's show brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. So many wonderful events coming up for Great Eights Memorabilia, including this Saturday, Baltimore Celeb Fest. That's in Millersville. And you're going to have your opportunity to meet some of the biggest stars, not only in the history of pro wrestling, but some of the biggest stars today as part of the Great Eights stable, including AEW stars like Brian Cage and Lance Archer. 
Go right now, grade8smemorabilia.com. Get your tickets. You can meet all eight of these current stars for just 200 bucks, and that's pictures and autographs. And if you've ever attended one of these types of conventions, you know how insane of an offer that is. Grade8smemorabilia.com. You can also find out about their private signings with John Harbaugh, Anquan Bolden, and Jonathan Ogden, as well as Tucker Fest coming up June 27th at Jerry's Toyota with Justin Tucker, live music all day, the dunk tank, and so much more. Again, Grade8smemorabilia. That's the number eight, Grade8smemorabilia.com. Uh, I guess I want to apologize. I mean, obviously, we had no idea, but it's a bummer the way that it worked out that we had Bob Baffert on Friday. Sure. Uh, certainly, if we had, yeah, if we had the ability and, to uh, see the future, and yeah. Now, look, I, I'm going to tell you straight up, and I kind of reference this a little bit without saying it directly. I had a lot of people in the horse racing world who reached out to me last week and said, "Don't be surprised by a positive test," and they were referring the insane numbers that Medina Spirit ran to stay out in front and hold on throughout the course of the race. They were referencing, frankly, Bob Baffert's history, which I'll admit I have not, you know, I didn't press, I don't press Bob Baffert enough about it when we have him on because, frankly, it's been largely swept under the rug and hasn't really been a story. And, frankly, I'm just being straight up with you because I don't go cover the Kentucky Derby anymore like I used to. I don't even really cover the Preakness anymore. I mean, I was doing that for a few years, not just going. I mean, for a few years I was covering it for the AP. Sure. I'm being utterly and completely as honest as I possibly can. When I saw over the weekend that Bob Bat this was his 29th failed test, I had no idea. I remember like hearing a couple things about failed tests every now and then, I mean, I but I thought that was kind of unfortunately part of horse racing, and it didn't work me up all that much in the same way that I, I maybe it should work me up in other sports, but it doesn't. So truthfully, that's on me, and I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I wasn't more in tune with that. Now they're having another sample tested, and I I guess they still have the the right to find out that that secondary sample will clear this this particular horse and would allow Bob Baffert to keep racing at Churchill Downs. It's a very fascinating position the Preakness is in. the The train wreck aspect of this is still good for them for ratings. They need. Baffert Medina. has another horse there. He's got. They've got Medina Spirit in the race. It's still eligible to run. Yes, you're appealing this. This is a situation that's very awkward for the Preakness. They could try, try to say that either the horse or Bob Baffert are banned from being a part of the Preakness, but then nobody's right. tuning in. Sure. Yeah. They lose all interest in the race on Saturday, Correct. and you can say, "Well, it's about doing the right thing." Well, what if this? This secondary test comes back, and it comes back clean. Then did they do the right thing, or were they too heavy-handed? Apparently, this type of test, I was talking to my buddy Chris DeShiel, um, said that uh, in other instances where this has been done, it's taken up to like 30 days. Well, that's too many to days. Happen. Yeah, that's not going to give you an answer before Saturday. Yeah. So I, I don't know, and this is, again, part me having to claim. So in theory, it could be a he could win triple the Triple Crown, and be then proven guilty, right? Uh, well, I mean, he could win the triple crown. You get what I'm I mean, saying? Like, it, 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 yeah, I if it were to go and win Pimlico, and while it's appealing, and and then go I, and win I mean, Belmont, I, and then the horse goes and represents I itself. Don't, well, it's the fact that it's three weeks till the Belmont. No, I don't think that so time frame would work. It would be close. Do you think they'd probably make a point to? 
No, I mean, from the Kentucky Derby, from the time of the t- Kentucky Derby, it would be longer than 30 days. But when was the test? The test is taken after, like, like the, the day yeah, after? or okay. the day of. Okay. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that we will get that answer, or I don't think that it would take that long. No, I... Sure. If we're basing it on 30 days, which is the number, then no, it would not It would not work that way. Unless it's the 30 days from when the appeal is filed. But it's not. It's 30 days. The test, the test takes 30, right. 30 days. Okay. Um, look, it's, it's a weird spot. It's a very weird spot that the MJC folks are in. I don't, I don't know. Again, this is where I've got to claim ignorance. I don't know if there's precedent here. I don't know if there have been other situations where something like this has unfolded. I don't know if within the sport there won't be pressure on Bob Baffert to say, dude, don't, just don't do this. Just pull the horses, don't participate, and don't put the sport through this right now. Of course, if you're Bob Baffert right. and you genuinely believe that the other test is going to come back and prove you innocent, then why wouldn't you? If you're the owners of the horse, why, why would you pull your – it's a, it's a, weird it's a very awkward situation. It's one of those situations where it's hard to think, like, with all the smoke, right? Oh, yeah. absolutely! It's very difficult. Like with to claiming think that ignorance way. that when a horse is, it's but, a horse. But I'm right? not going to pretend again. I'm again, not. I don't. I don't. I don't know how all far. this works, and I don't know how many people going, are actually in, in. Going way too far and trying to pretend like I know about things that I just don't know about. So I'm not. I'm just not going to. Well, unlike do that. you, I've covered the yes, you, <laughs> you have no <laughs> idea what you're talking I'm not, about. I am more ignorant than you um, about horses. I mean, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not much more. I get it. That's my point about how ignorant. Right. Oh, it's more of a statement about just how ignorant you are. I. I don't know. But that was a pretty horse. It was. You got that the going for one. you. Yeah, you were was you were all in on that. Quality? You were. All, oh yeah, it was essential it's a quality. Pretty horse. I thought it was really pretty. Well, your wife Look, did too. So that's true. She did. She did think that it was a very pretty horse. You're right about that. I got nothing else. I got nothing else other than to say it's going to set up for a bizarro week. A spectacle for, of sorts. But again, the spectacle. But it will still have eyes on the. The spectacle is good rant. for NBC. Mm-hmm. Is good for the Preakness. It's terrible for the sport. The sport. It, whatever dignity eye. is left for horse racing, it's a terrible thing. For getting attention, it's great. It's great for Preakness. It's great for NBC that there's going to be this much scrutiny, this much attention, because it gets more reporters out here. It gets more media focus. It gets more eyeballs on the race if they don't care about the you know the quote-unquote right thing. And I don't know what the right thing is. This is the other... It's hard to imagine... I am ignorant, utterly ignorant, don't know anything about horse racing, don't know anything about what goes on in the actual industry and how it works, but oh, it would be would, surprising if Bob Baffert No, no was, I assure you that they would say this is extraordinarily commonplace. Right. And th- by the way, this isn't it's even... cycling, necess- essentially, right? But like this isn't, never, isn't, nef- isn't even necessarily a steroid that we're talking about. This is... Is it for recovery? Yeah, this is a different drug that was being used. Oh, like adrenaline or... I think it was for pain, frankly. I don't... I, again, don't, don't. Right. We're gonna ignorance. Yep, correct. Let's stop. Let's stop pretending that we can but talk about still, things that we, we can't can, talk we about. We can discuss how we don't know anything and try to, for what we do know, try and help make sense of what. But I hear yeah, you. There's a bigger problem. There's a the one thing that I can say with certainty is the lack of an overall governing body for the sport of horse racing. Where's WADA when you need it? Has huh? hurt. It's not specifically about testing. It's an overall governing body for the sport that there's no yeah, there's no involved, national you know? horse racing association. Yeah, and no, it's, it's it's this it's is decentralized. There is it's the NY state, state it's the thing, MJC, right? yeah. it's the NYRA, it's church it's uh-huh. everybody's got their own thing wherever you go. There's no governing body for the sport and that has badly hurt the sport as a whole. That there is is, cons- is horse racing is not a international competition. There's no like well, federal 
you know how the way that there's you know the U.S. soccer has a federal committee essentially right. that right, oversees, but, but it only oversees U.S. soccer. It doesn't oversee the MLS. But is there any sort of national sort of horse racing program in it all? Like, I, I don't know what you're. I, mean, I, I don't know what oversight. even you're trying to compare to. The idea that horse racing, if it's still just an, I mean, an independent, you know, each decentralized, each state representing themselves in a, in a way, there's no like national that's the point concept of it at all right? yes that's the point that's what we're saying okay there's no governing body i get that but there's still like a boxing association right like there's still you know different stuff like that but i don't know if that exists i guess it wouldn't make a difference in this discussion no bo- it's boxing is very sim- remarkably similar comparison i get that that like but there is still a united states boxing association but it doesn't even govern though they the, don't govern but it doesn't, the actual professional competition i understand it doesn't really govern anything it only governs if you happen the to Olympic be Olympic competition yes right, yeah. like i mean it only governs if you happen to want to represent the United States in whatever competition there is, it's 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 of no help whatsoever to the actual sport. It's I mean it's helpful if you're like a 14 year old kid and right, developmentally, yes. I, but I mean most for, no, it's not even yeah, most 14 year old kids would say I don't I have yeah. no interest in being a part of that. There's it's of no help. There's a there's a great comparison to boxing. It's a wonderful comparison to boxing. Is where you at it's sort of an ali ali oxen free type of situation go do whatever you want and and if you want to cheat go cheat win and then get out of town and you already won you already got all the attention like yeah they might strip it away from you and give it to somebody else later but you're already out of town who cares i i, I have no idea i'm not gonna we're, let's let's move on it sets up for a bizarro week and again i wish that we would have sure I, frankly, I wish we wouldn't have had, had Bob Baffert on. I would have rather not had an interview with Bob Baffert that was playful and, you know, celebratory than to have that exist. We took it down. We took the post down from GlennClarkRadio.com. We're going to leave the audio up in the archives because, you know, it it's, it's yeah. almost cowardly to take it down. But I, I didn't think it needed any more prominence, so we removed the post from GlennClarkRadio.com about the Bob Baffert interview because... You know, it, it it it's of no help. It's moot. It, it, yes, the interview is irrelevant at this point based on what we now know. Um, as far as everything else that went on this weekend, the Orioles drop all three to the Red Sox. They do get to play one more, so it's not a sweep yet. Um, I, I this to me is the only thing, only bigger statement I'll make about it is it's a reminder of why it's kind of silly to get yourself too excited about anything or try to talk yourself into the idea that they're closer than they are. Is it, it's certainly not as been as bad as it could have been for the Orioles this season. I think a lot, a lot of people believed it could have been much worse immediately. I think there's other people that would tell you that tends to take in the beginning of the season, a lot of teams are kind of even with each other and it takes the entirety of the season to create separation that it's not, it's very rare that you have a scenario like they did in what was that '87, where you're just god awful right out of the gates. Was it '88? Was it '88? Wasn't why not '89? And then it was the '89. Yeah, '88. Yeah, yeah, that may be right. If I remember, if I remember correctly, and being that I'm a yeah, you don't I'm, remember anything. But I, we've <laughs> talked about it enough through the years. I think I'm right. I think you're right, but it's so funny. Oh, and nineteen. Um. Oh, and twenty-two. Yeah, oh God, it was '88. Yeah. Yes. Um, one in twenty-three. One in twenty-three. God, it's no, much better. Our brains, man. My brain. That one's. Uh, I yeah. I Sorry. for me to do better than you on that one. Yeah, it's my brain. It's my brain. Um. Anyway, it's that's rare. That doesn't typically happen that way. 
typically the start of the season is the time of perpetual hope mm-hmm. and when you're usually your healthiest and when you're de- other when, the best teams are still rusty also there's a little bit of that but it's more about your depth hasn't brought hasn't ripped you apart yeah, yet fresh bullpen that you have as much as you're going to have and then it's a few injuries typically that mm-hmm. end up proving how different you are than the best teams in baseball sure. that you lose one or two guys and the guys that you now have to play are so much worse than the guys that another team has to play when they have someone get hurt that that ends up being why you fall apart as the season goes on. I'm not I'm not trying to tell you this means the Orioles can't turn around and win their next three games this week. They wouldn't, could. Wouldn't Mullins What? Was he starting at the beginning of the season? Yes. He was and then Hayes was in left or Mancini was in left, Hayes was in right. Well, they didn't have they, who they didn't. Mancini was DHing. Well, Stewart they was had Santander around. to True. start the season. They had look. They had a bunch of outfielders. Yeah. I don't know why we're doing this. The, the 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 point of all of this is like when we had the conversation last Friday about John Means. I sensed there was, and I'm writing about it today at PressBoxOnline.com. Is it your column? Yeah, it's my column. I don't have to give it all away because I mostly look at this guy. Mostly gave it all away last Friday when we were having the conversation. This thing that we want to do where we want to suddenly lose our appetite. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Where we want to suddenly lose our appetite for a full and complete rebuild is just not practical. That's what's going on here. And winning a couple of games and not being quite as bad as everybody thought you were going to be and having a no-hitter, those are all fun things. But when you allow that to convince yourself that you're only so far away and that you can start doing the math of who's going to be a part, you're getting things out of hand. It's a very small sample size in which the Orioles weren't even playing 500 baseball. Close, but not. That's the reality of who they were at their best, most likely. This is still a long ways away. And we say at the beginning of this, hey, we're on board, full and complete rebuild, but then you you forget what that really means. And a couple years in, the first sign of something positive, you want to say like, mm-hmm. Uh, Look, we're here. Maybe we're not that far away. Maybe we're a little bit closer than we thought that we were. I'm not telling you the Orioles can't still win some baseball games or, again, won't win tonight. Although they got Jorge Lopez on the mound, which isn't isn't a great sign. I'm not telling you any of those things. I'm telling you that you shouldn't try to convince yourself that the Orioles were closer than they really were. The the math didn't you bear sort of that out. you got to readjust what you're hoping for here. And it's fun to be swept up in the idea that maybe this is going to be a magical season where everything was supposed to happen another way and it goes the different and, and that's always fun to imagine but ultimately right that's the roster is not built for such surprises you have to sort of take your enjoyment in different ways like the idea that Cedric Mullins is continuing to hit I mean I get it the John Means thing is a little awkward because it's the backdrop of will he still be on the team mm-hmm. but like the idea that he is a legitimate ace right those now are, those are neat things I guess but that's it. Yeah, That's all they are. They're just neat things. Well, that's also kind I of mean, all you have. Means right might be more than just a neat thing. Um, uh, John from Little Rock compares horse racing to auto racing. John, I I hear you, but I like at the highest level of auto racing, there there are governing bodies. Like NASCAR has a governing body at the highest level of auto racing. If you want to compete in the highest level of car racing in this country, you've got to answer to somebody. In in horse racing, you don't. Not not an overall governing body. You can just bounce around from place to place to place. And look, it's 
Bob Baffert is Churchill Downs. That's a really, that's a terribly awkward situation that Bob Baffert's going to be suspended from Churchill Downs because that's like where he races. That's where he's based out of at this point. So that's that's a problem for him for sure. But I still think it's a little bit different than even comparing it to auto racing just because there's at the highest level of American horse racing, there's still no overall governing anything, entity that exists. It's just pick up and go to a different place and and try to get Bob Baffert could just go to New York for a little while and try to compete and win there and if he didn't have a up after however long well no the suspension is only in Kentucky I'm saying it, it will eventually be lifted well oh, yeah like he could go back to Kentucky forever. at some right. point correct right. presumably yes we'll see we'll see how it all plays out we're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box it is Glenn Clark Radio Today's show is also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repair for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. C3 American Exteriors. Give them a call for your free analysis right now. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com. It has been way too long. Like the counting, cr- you don't need that. Yeah, I'm not sure it's you gonna do what you hope. Way, 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 <laughs> way too long no, since other way, the last other way. time. Uh, uh, nope, nope, no, nope, no, no. You're nope. trying too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying too we hard. We had it set up the way. Yeah, it's good. That it works. It's good. It's good. You don't have to do anything, man. You don't <laughs> have to do anything. <laughs> professional. First thing you want to do is touch it. Right? Professional <laughs> broadcaster Booker Corrigan. Well, at first it was just a tip, just for a second, right. just to see if it would fit. Just to see how it feels. Well, just to see. I want you to go all the way there. Good morning, Booker. It's been too long, man. Good morning, Kyle. How are you today? I'm so, alive, alive and well. You're so, my friend. I'm your. I'm glad you are my, <laughs> my friend, friend too, Booker. My I friend. love you. It's a very Mister Rogers <laughs> of you. How very Mister Rogers. It's of been Booker so long. It has been. It's been way too long, brother. It's great to see you, man. By the way, are you just like a full-on Florida man at this point? Like, have you? Oh, my you girl Tanya, love you, baby. Uh, so. I, I, you know, at some point I'm going to get down there. You won that quicker than you ran the the race to Nifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I did. Although you did just win the race to Nifty. I did. Which, yeah. I did still. And my that people love that. Oh, I'm like, sure. Oh, yeah. I'm that sure. and when it's tied at two are the two ah, things yes. I get the most tweets about, and I still have more Twitter followers than you. Oh, you jerk. By you like, by like jerk. 450, I checked. Don't stop following Booker. <laughs> D- go unfollow him right now. I, go so le- uh, NCAA tournament. Oh my god! Oh, hang on. Doing- Before we get there, <laughs> okay. y- your life. Give me a. You know, it's been a little while. It's been Booker like a Corrigan year. is here in the yeah, Chesapeake Employers like Insurance Studio. It's been a really long time since Booker's been here. Uh, uh, as the last time he was, he was here in the studio right before about the jump. It off was no. Segment, it was right? it was the morning after the season was canceled. Yep. He was here on a Monday morning. The season was canceled last year. We had Charlie Toomey call in, all yeah. all depressed. Said he's in. <laughs> Charlie yeah. said. Charlie said when I asked, he said maybe I might be drunk. <laughs> I said, <laughs> man, everybody was depressed. Man, it was a tough yeah. time a year ago, and we had no idea the the extent of it. Oh my God, man! We we still we still were in a place where like, is this really something they need yeah. to cancel? Like, was this a little bit aggressive? Like. We had no clue what was ahead of us. At when that they point. canceled March Madness last year, I was like, "Wow, yeah, what's going on?" I was yeah. like, "Rudy Gobert touched a bunch of microphones." Right, and right. Stuff. And all of a sudden, four days later, March Madness. All is of a sudden, canceled. we're not allowed out of our houses. There's no, there's no <laughs> hoops tournament. Correct. Uh, so, quick update: uh, my son Cole, sophomore at Washington College, on the lacrosse team. There, Very their cool. season has ended. 
Uh, they're actually looking for a new coach. Jeff Shark stepped down after 10 years. He's an assistant AD and head coach. He's taking an AD job at a K-12 through school down in Hobe Sound, Florida. Everybody's. They're all Florida men now. Yeah. You're all Florida yeah. men. That's all you are any longer. My daughter Mary will be graduating from McDonough on June 11th. And what's next for her? She is headed to... Villanova, hey, which is the town the, where the, I grew up. It's the family. It's yes. the, it's a oh. it's a it's like Hank Williams said. It's a family tradition. It, it, Don't no, ask me, Hank. We, why yeah. do you drink? To get why drunk. Why do you all smoke? I don't know the answer to that. I think it's to get high. I think that's oh. the reason. That's why you drink yeah. to get drunk. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's a pretty logical next Does step. Cigarettes get you high. I, uh, I don't know. It's supposed to be like a little buzz, right? I mean, we're not going to endorse that sort of thing, though. Yeah, you know? Come on, Glenn. Um, it's a family show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, so she's headed to Villanova. Is she? Yes. Th- th- is she playing? Is she, she is not. Okay. That's the one of the greatest things about my daughter is you don't have to worry about any of that. So what's she? What's she her? She played fresh soft lacrosse as a sophomore and loved it, and was exceptionally great at being on the team and was friends with everybody on the team. It was awesome, and then she retired. And then, so what's we had a big ceremony. And so, what's the plan for her? What's she trying she's to do? Go to Villanova and keep being the best version of herself. But like to do what? Oh, she's going to go to school there. I, you keep saying that. Does <laughs> she have aspirations? <laughs> yes, to be the best version All of right, herself. Fair yes. enough. She's she joining the family she's a business. Senior in high school. Gonna... Yeah, she's going to be a lacrosse commentator and right. coach. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. I'm hoping she's going to be the Maybe manager. Maybe she could be an author like your your, uh, sister. your sister. Exactly yeah. right. Maybe that could be the part. Her aunt Kelly. She did a paper on her aunt Kelly. There you go. So maybe she's that's only what done she four wants. on me, one on you, one on Kelly. <laughs> well, that was the one she did on me. I got to be honest with you. Paragraph. I haven't stopped crying since. I, I thought I saw it too. Really she did different. dig up some pretty impressive information. Yeah, right. Glenn thought he stuff, buried that stuff. Place. I didn't even yeah. know about myself, frankly. She got to a place where I haven't. Been so able to now that we're on to you, Glenn, tell me about the hat. <laughs> oh, this a is lot. this is for my uh, six-year-old. My six-year-old loves Spider-Man, and so this, of course, is the uh, Miles Morales version of Spider-Man. This is oh. the uh, Into the Spider-Verse version of Spider-Man, and so he discovered this hat, and then he asked me to wear it. And I, you know what's really funny is probably right before the pandemic started. I said, you know what I'm going to stop doing? I'm going to stop wearing hats. I'm going to be an adult. <laughs> I'm going to do my hair. I'm going to I'm going to not be the guy cuz you know, you got to work enough games, got enough broadcast yeah. to do, you're on camera enough that you can't be just throwing a hat on and then doing that that. So I said I'm not going to be that guy anymore. And then my 6-year-old got me this hat for my birthday last year and said, "I need you to wear this at all times." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> he was like, "It really means a lot to me." And I was like, oh. And so I would do shows where I wasn't wearing the hat. And I would get messages from my wife or from my mother-in-law, like, Graham was watching today. He's really angry that you weren't wearing the hat. I'm like, all right. So a little vitamin N's good for a kid. Is, you, you know the thing, you know about being a dad, Booker. Yeah. This is this is it might this be is, time for some vitamin N. No, this is the world. This I I'm happy to I love this hat actually. Okay. I love it. And I get compliments about it all the time. All the time. People are like, dude, what a cool hat. Are that you is. considering this a compliment? Like I, I want to make sure I'm meeting the criteria for uh, not a compliment. I, you being here is a compliment, <laughs> Booker. I'm just so happy to see you I again. Know. I'm a little giddy. I'm a little quiet. You're good. All right. So before we get to the tournament, oh, yeah. um, oh, uh, yeah. uh, what's going on with Corrigan Sports? Oh my goodness. So we have the Under Armour All American Underclass tryouts coming up for DC. It's July 1st for the boys, July 6th for the girls, and for Baltimore, it is going to be crazy. Uh, July 7th and 8th, Baltimore boys try out. And it's the best talent in the region. Make sure you get there to register and measure yourself against the best. And for the Baltimore girls, July 6th, 
same day as the Washington, D.C. girls. So it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes down. Go to Under Armour. Somebody's got to choose com. which one they are. Somebody in some part of the state has to figure out if they're a Baltimore girl or a D.C. girl. I, I know, because we usually get girls who try out in both regions. So yeah. This year they can't do that. You're going to have to make a difficult choice this time. They're yeah. going to have to choose who they want to be, who they want to. Which one do you think the competition is a little bit? Like if you were encouraging we somebody know it's easy. Come on. to make, yeah, I would, I would say if you want to try and really make the team, you yeah. have private better slightly chance. better chance in yeah, DC, DC, but not that much Makes, better. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I know plenty of boys who have tried out for both the DC and the Baltimore team. Funny story, shall remain nameless, but uh, tried out as an underclassman, rising senior, got cut from Baltimore, then went down, got cut from DC. The next year, he was selected to play in the senior game. Oh, how about Which that? Is, how about that? Kind that's kind of wild. Right. That's kind of wild. But that's what it tells you. It's it, it's about the tryout. It's about getting on the watch list. If you want to be on the watch list, get to a tryout. Go to underarmlacrosse.com and register now. And, all over the country. And then uh, like the running events are, are happening in person oh, again. That's a thing funny again. you should mention. I think I saw something about the uh, 10 miler. Yep, it's going to Hunt Valley. Not going to lie, I was kind of hoping wasn't on the table yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of hoping I wasn't going to get that yeah. call from Booker. We're doing this, right, Kyle? Oh, God. When you say we. We. What do what you mean? Matter? We're not going to lose. We're going to have to come up with a different <laughs> point system. Well, now, I, had, I was, for what it's worth. Yeah. I was you not won. warned about any competition. There's I have only not six, consulted six, with Kyle, There's 16 teams in the tournament. Well, yeah. It's yeah. not like you have well, there's no. 16 teams to pick from. I'll pick your. We just have to make sure that he loses. Is that how that works? I mean, I, I mean, no, because that brings joy to my Baltimore ten miler because that so, means you're there. So you're you're saying that we're going to do something that I'm going to yeah. have to run the ten miler. Yeah, you son of <laughs> yes. a bitch. You know the plan for me too what? was after I ran that fabulous ten k. Yeah. When I ran the Annapolis ten k with you. Yes. And posted, I was the 25th fastest man in Annapolis, which is the biggest group. upset. In the, yeah. It's the group that you run with, Kyle. You keep adult yeah. males. I was the 25th fastest adult male in Annapolis, well. which is the most ridiculous thing that's ever occurred. There will be a, a one day they'll write something about me. When your daughter yeah. writes her next paper about me, she's going to reference that I was the 25th fastest She'll man in Annapolis. She'll retract a few things and, she said in the first and, one. Yeah, correct. Nothing about that will <laughs> make a lick of sense. Not that great a guy, but a good runner. But I, but I said that day, Booker. After I found out what my time, after I got the final, I was like, "What the hell? Like, what, what is going on? Yeah, here? What's wrong in Annapolis? Like, yeah. <laughs> is everybody super slow in Annapolis for some yeah. reason?" So once I got that, I said, "You know, maybe, maybe for Booker, I'll plan this out, and I'll there go from go. running the 10K because I legit ran it. Yep. Unlike the first 10 miler, which I yeah. legit ran about three and a half miles worth of. Yeah, a lot of walking. A lot of walking. Uh, just a lot finishing. Of water just uh, all it was was finishing that mattered that which day. Which you did. Um, and I did. Correct. I got I got there before you tore everything down. <laughs> there was still fruit available, and I made it to the finish line. I was ready to die, and then my yeah. my kids made me go walk around the zoo afterwards. <laughs> Awful like I've day. already walked. What an awful day that was. There wasn't a bench. And from where I parked, I had to walk about two miles just to get there. <laughs> anyway. So, so this year it's in Hunt Valley. Okay, so my plan then was I'll ramp up to actually attempting to run the half marathon. My plan. Yeah, there we go. Because I ran, I ran the 5K the last time. Yep. And I remember when I finished the 5K, I came over to you. I'm like, Booker, I could still be running right now. Like, I feel great. So after running the 10K, I said, I could ramp this up. I could run the 10-miler next summer, no, and then... Do the Ironman Remember, this was, this was... But th- you got to go back. We're talking about... Booker, we're so far... We're talking about November of, or, uh, November of 2019 when I was saying this. Okay. So okay. my plan is I'll run the 10-miler next summer, 
The next fall, I'll run the half marathon. And if I don't yep. die doing that, who knows? You're gonna maybe a year after that, I could run the full marathon. No. Maybe. Maybe. Have you ever done a full marathon? Of course, after right? Kidding? No. There's no chance in hell. No. There's no <laughs> chance in I hell. Have, I run every yeah. morning, but it's two miles. Yeah, correct. Cap it, cap it not, at that. not every morning. Four out of five days a week. He's he's not run bad. two miles once. He won't run no, ran five, it one five mornings a week. So Fridays and bad. Sundays off, you know? So yeah. we're gonna do we'll do the at the end at the end of this we'll make our picks. Yep. Losers oh. gotta do the ten miler again. That's yep. the deal. Damn it. Damn it. Damn yeah, it. I really don't know if I want right, to gonna when, have to come when, up. when when is it? I have a lot of weekends <laughs> that I'm gonna be <laughs> gone this, oh. this the Baltimore ten milers, yeah. June fifth, and it's in Hunt Valley Town Center. We'll clear a parking space for you. This is phenomenal. You won't have to do it. Because I will gonna, be out of the country. Yeah, we will be ganging up on you. There's no way Kyle and I will lose. It's just <laughs> for you, Glenn. The people want to see you. No, they don't. They don't want to see me. No, they, they don't. don't. See Kyle. They want to see Glenn. They want to watch a man die again. You didn't die. All right. So where's it? it starts in Hunt Valley. Where's yeah, it going? It finishes in Hunt Valley. Where's it? Where Where am I running? Like, am I running to my up house? To the city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to Baltimore like, City. <laughs> yeah, you can bring the kids. You can do a trail hike. They're Oregon Ridge. They're You're hiking down, every weekend. They're shutting down 83. I do. And it's Hunt Valley yeah. downtown. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to work out so well for me. It's a 10 plus 10 mile. All right. All right. No, we'll, just around, around we'll, Hunt Valley. It, but again, but, but neither one of you can run. You got to work that day. Yeah. <laughs> this I'll is the, run this it. Is the I will. Bit. If I lose, I'll, there's no way I lose. That's the, that's that's the, the motto. That's the motto. This is the problem. Always. This is the problem. He's out of the country. But what happens if one of you loses? Well, then we know that's not going to happen. But what if it does? Put it up to the viewers. Who I'll have. I'll Ooh. get a viewer I think, or last, a listener. I think last year we agreed you were going to have to run should. ten miles during the show one day. Yeah, that was you have to run ten miles during the show. Done. Yeah, I'm in be better shape now, so I've been running lately. Going to go ahead and I protest. Have, I have not the idea. Of leave it up to the viewers, Booker. I yeah, no, no, no. you're going to have to run ten miles too during the a, show. I have a one question day. for Kyle. Have you ever gone running at night? Um, no. I actually have. No. Have you ever had a couple beers and you have before no, no, you went I've, for a run? I'm not doing that. Those days are over. Those days are tend long think, gone. I tend to think it would go great. When I was a drinking man, I was not a running man. Yeah. And now that I'm a, not a, really a running man, I'm just not a drinking man either. I'm just doing none of these things either. Any You're just a show guy. I'm just. I do the show and how then would I, I? I wear a Spider-Man hat. That's who I am. Where would I run it? So you'd produce that show. You know, I get I bring in Paul or somebody to produce the show on that particular day, and, and then I would die. I would you'd, come in, you'd, and yeah. be and B- you. Booker would sit in with us, and and yeah. you'd check in over the phone <laughs> and let us know that you're dying. There's no way we're not going to let you yeah. lose. Oh, we're not bringing a treadmill in here. I imagine a treadmill. In no, there's, you think you can <laughs> do this you on a treadmill? No, you got to run, dog. If I had to go run ten miles in Hunt Valley in June, by the way, I love hey, you, and I love Corrigan Sports, <laughs> <laughs> but June. June. It's a beautiful time. The morning's crisp. The air's fresh. It comes over. It used to be the zoo. I to now die. it's gonna be. Hot. I'm gonna be I wanted to I die. Am dreading <laughs> the thought of like when it gets hot and humid running. Yeah, but outside. anybody yeah. who runs that day, they're finished by eight forty-five. Yeah, no, I was, gonna, I was trying to use. I got a bachelor party that day, and I was trying to use that as an excuse. But the thing is, yeah. de- the race is definitely well over. I have by the time my, my picks. bachelor party. I have my picks. All right, before we get to the picks, Booker Corrigan is in the studio. Have my with picks. Us. I don't even have let's the talk, field. Let's talk about the field for. The uh, NCAA tournament. Booker is in studio with us. A lot of controversy. By the way, remind everybody where they find information about the 10 miler. Oh, just Baltimore10miler.com. There you go. And, or just miler. go to CorriganSports.com and you can find all of our events. We have the Frederick Running Festival coming up. That's July 10th and 11th in Frederick, presented by Frederick Foot and Ankle. Love that. Uh, Chess- We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio at Press Box. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. 
All right, book. Um, I'm not. I don't. Kyle asked me before the show. He's like, was there anything surprising? My answer was no. There was nothing surprising about the field to me. The only question was whether or not Loyola was going to be able to compete in the tournament after the COVID test they What'd had. What'd you hear about that? Uh, they're good. They, I heard it was every, a false positive. I did not hear that part, but I didn't b- poke around anymore. Okay. By the way, God, could you? That what a horrible, what a horrible way to have that happen. Anyway, yeah. the the reality to me, I, like I know that there's some people at Army, some people at Navy that wanted their yep. teams to get in, and both of them had wins over Loyola, but Loyola managed to avenge both of those losses, and they had the one thing that none of the other teams had, which was a win over Georgetown. Yes. And so I, it really seemed about that simple to me. As far as who got in, is they had by far the best win of the bubble teams. I mean, Syrac- um, I'll Syracuse, tell you what, I guess. But like Army's win over Syracuse didn't hold up as well as the year went on. Syracuse, I take Army over Syracuse. You you'd put Army in over Syracuse yep. because of the head to head. And win. I would just plug Army right into Georgetown and have them do a rematch. And, and the fact Syracuse with everything that's going on there, if I'm the NCAA, I would call them up and say, "Yeah, we're doing the selections right now. You guys are out." Clean up your house. You're speaking take specifically of the Chase Scanlon situation. Take care of what you need to take care of. you got captains coming in saying they're not going to practice with the kids there. Mm-hmm. All these things are going around. You don't need to worry about the tournament. You need to worry about cleaning up your locker room, clean I, up your program. I, I, I hear everything you're saying about that. Okay. They still beat Virginia twice this year. And, so you're great for them. And the other bubble teams couldn't claim that they had done something like that. And yeah. so I, I think – at just taking separating everything else out of it, and people keep talking about the eye test, keep, all that. Just looking at who teams beat this year, you can make an argument that Rutgers is undeserving because they didn't really beat anybody, but we all know the unique circumstances of what was going on in the Big Ten this year, and I think there was always going to be a second Big Ten team in because the idea that none of the Big Ten teams would have won non-conference games had they been able to play some right. is kind of crazy. But at the end of the day, Syracuse had two they wins over two. they had two wins over Virginia. Loyola had a win over Georgetown, and Army had a win over Syracuse. But that's a bubble team. Like Syracuse's wins were better than Army's yeah. beating them. Like just, I think the whole thing needs to be cleaned up up there. And having this week and more emphasis put on a, a negative situation. It's an is, awful situation. Yeah. It's a horrendous situation. Which is why that almost should count. But you know those kids are those kids, and I I know some of the Syracuse kids. They're phenomenal. And if Drake Porter plays well, the goalie for Syracuse, they're gonna. Okay, I'll go a step beyond. Wow, that, by the way, that's uh, Georgetown's pretty good. I'll go. I'll go a step beyond that, which is to say, kudos to the kids at Syracuse. Yep. If, if if the story, if what we've heard is true, you know, if what came out in court last week is true, then good for them for saying we ain't gonna. You're not bringing this guy back. Yep. We're not gonna be a part of it. We're not. We're we don't care just about winning so much that we're willing to do it at whatever you know length is yep. necessary. We don't. We won't stand up for this. We won't stand up and say it's okay yeah. to let someone who is accused of these things be a part of our team. And I'll let you guys go. You can search Chase Scanlon right now, and you can find out yeah. what it is that he was accused of doing. It, uh, involved drinking and an altercation with a female that's completely unacceptable. Sure. We should be able to say as a society. Now, again, he gets, he gets to try to prove his innocence. That's the way this country works. Sure. But, I, I give credit to other Syracuse players for not just saying, like, there, 10 years ago in our society there would have been a, well, he's innocent until proven guilty. He's one of our guys. He's on our team. We're going to have him come play. Credit that we're at a place where they can say, no, that's not okay. Right. We don't want this guy here. We don't, 
So it also it, there's a couple other times this has happened in the world. Uh, once in lacrosse in 2011, the Virginia team walked into their coach and said, "We want these two young men off the yep. team," and they were stars. And they booted them, and Virginia went on to uh, win the national championship that year. Interesting. And then another recurring scenario, and I don't know that this could exist today, but one of my uncle Gene's favorite people was Bobby Bowden, and Bobby was renowned for his ability to just say. Glenn, I'm going to give you another chance. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I understand mm-hmm. you made a mistake. I'm not going to jettison you out into, and Kyle, I'm not going to throw you off the team and let you just have to scrape through. You're staying on the team. You're meeting with me every day at 1.15. You go to all your classes. I want you in the front. Like, I'm going to keep you under wraps. I don't know if Bobby Bowden could do that today because of social media and exposure of, of details, but he found a way to give kids second chances. I think that's what Desco might have been trying to do with Chase Scanlon, but there's a difference in well, some and, of the And things. we've learned as a society, and we now know there are certain things that should be beyond the pale. There should be yes. certain things that we say, this isn't a, a mistake. This isn't a, you know, I, I goofed up and did something silly that young people do. This is a, no, you're a truly horrendous mm-hmm. person. Yep. And, and lacrosse cannot be, or athletics you can have a second chance in life once you go through the process and all that, but it ain't playing in an NCAA lacrosse yeah. tournament and competing for a national championship. Your second chance comes after yep. you've paid your penance. Yep, yeah, correct. After all you those earn things. It. Uh, so starting off at the top, UNC is going to beat Monmouth. I, are, are you are you surprised at all that it wasn't Maryland that got the number one seed? No, and I don't put a lot of credence in those numbers. I, I don't know what the – if you're one or three or four, uh, some people are like, oh, Notre Dame's got number six. It just mattered. Just don't play against the hot goaltender. And I don't know that Mama's goalie can hold off UNC. So there's a couple easy wins in the first round. After that, it's whoever plays better. 60 minutes is not enough time for the best team to win. It's only enough time for the team that plays best to win. And we saw that with Syracuse beating Virginia or you know, a lot of the upsets that happened during the course of the year. Georgetown Syracuse first round game at uh, I don't have the location. No, that's of all in, that's these. in Maryland, in College Park. Yes, I like Georgetown. They've been one of the best teams in the country all year long. Yep, love Kevin Warren. He and I have. But a you think Syracuse friend. is winning the game? No. Oh, well, okay. I said if you Drake just... Porter. I said with the caveat, Drake Porter, who I think is one of the best goalies in a while, if he plays well. Uh, Georgetown's going to have a tough one, but I mean, they have Graham Bundy, a kid from St. Louis, Missouri, TJ Haley's five goals, 47 assists for Georgetown. And Nikki Petrovic from Bethesda, 17 and 20. It'll be interesting. And obviously Jake Carraway is their best player. So he's St. Mary's Saint. Uh, Okay. So let me, let me touch on a couple other things uh, with you. Um, I reference like Virginia, when they play really well, they're really good. They also lost twice to Syracuse this season. I, I I have this like weird feeling in my mind of I remember a Virginia team that came on just a couple years ago that was clicking at the right time and ended up rolling to a national championship and beating Yale in the national championship game. Why wouldn't I think that this is this is Virginia and they are capable of doing the exact same thing this year? They are capable, but I I, I don't know whether it's a focus thing or a matchup thing. A lot of times in the sport of lacrosse, if if your best attackman can't get by his defender, it changes all of your offense. I will tell you, I watched every second of the Duke 
UVA overtime game. Mm-hmm. And that was the best six-on-six offense on both ends of the field that I've seen run in college across in a sure. long time. Every motion, every movement that all the off-ball guys made was predicated on the relationship of the ball carrier and his defender. They'd go set a pick. They'd go set a pick off ball. They would fade if the guy was not getting any ground and losing ground. And they would clear through if the guy was attacking the goal. Virginia has the ability to make a run, but they might have to play Syracuse in the second round. Uh, I'll take a, Georgetown, but we'll see. What a what a what a! It could be an all ACC kind of. It could be an all ACC tournament. Frankly, is the way things could go. Um, Duke. I, I'd say something similar about Duke, right? Like just loaded. Even better. JT Giles Harris. Uh, they got that kid Adler in the goal, which I don't even have his name written down. Uh, Brendan O'Neill, the freshman who is now playing like a senior. I mean, they just have talent all over the field. Salem, Virginia's Joe Robertson. All he does is make big plays. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. There's so many great games. Maryland, Vermont. Vermont's got a faceoff guy named Tommy Burke, who is first a ever trip to the tournament, by the way. Yeah. First ever trip to the tournament for Vermont. Chris Fife's their head coach. A, a Maryland alum, by the way. Catamounts. Uh, thank you. you, you you're, that's a dynamite, dynamite tipping. You're welcome. Yeah. Best color analyst in lacrosse. They don't call him right that for there. nothing. Yeah. They don't call Catamounts. him for Catamounts. nothing. Yeah. He knew I that. I can smell one. it if you need it. So just yeah, let me thank you. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate it. No, that. Maryland's faceoff guy, Luke Weirman. Uh, he's a former Rough Rider, and he is going to have. Jared his... Bernhardt, your Tawarton winner, by the way. Hold on. Let me okay. Show Weirman, right, right. because Tommy Burke, just the faceoff guy at Vermont, Catamounts, yeah, seventy percent on the season. That's a pretty impressive yeah, number. Yeah, it's a big number. That'll be interesting to see. Maryland can overcome it. Uh, Tawarton winner yet to be determined, but it's definitely uh, Bernhardt. Chris Gray, Michael Sowers, and then, you know, the wild card. I, I think uh, Pat Cavanaugh from Notre Dame mm-hmm. is v- unbelievably valuable. So it'll be a shakedown. Uh, shout out to Ross Blumenthal, goaltender for Drexel. For Coach Brian Volker, who's a Gilman guy, Ross Blumenthal at Friends School, starting goaltender for Drexel, going up against Cousin Kev. Uh, Roger Blumenthal, one of the great guys in the world. Let's go Irish. All right. Um, <laughs> Even though his son goes to Drexel, he's a great dude. Let's cover, but, I think, two games that we haven't talked about at all. Lehigh Rutgers, Sisselberger, obviously, is the lead story there. Maybe the best face-off specialist in the country. Um, and, and does that make Lehigh a threat even beyond, you know, will they beat Rutgers just because they're capable of playing make-it-take-it-all day long? yeah. They're capable of being really sneaky good. Uh, they have my guy Tommy Schelling, and he holds a distinction that I absolutely love. He has the same amount of goals as he does assists, 24 and 24. Uh, but the drama in the Lehigh Rutgers is the Curse brothers will be going up against each other. There's uh, Cole Kyle's Kirst. been waiting for that I day, know, by right? the way. Yeah. He's been Mark McCallum. Correct. <laughs> it's been a big moment for him. He's the Curse brother. Yeah. It is kind of cool to see him going against each other. I agree with other. that, yes. So Rutgers Lehigh, I like Kevin Cassis, the head coach at Lehigh. That'll be a tough one. Rutgers is coming off a loss to Hopkins. They they I know that could be a and and which and which Ugh. honestly there was a there was a thought that that might be a game they needed to win and they didn't win it. They're fortunate they hold on and get in anyway. Essentially, just because the if if Hopkins had beat Maryland on Saturday night, Rutgers is out. Yeah. Because that means Hopkins would be in. Right. Ooh. There were going to be two Big Ten teams going to the tournament, and it just became it most. just came down to 
was Hopkins going to win their way in, or was it going to default back to Rutgers? They they needed it, to they needed to win a game. They didn't win a game. They had to sweat it out again on Selection Sunday, and they just sort of got fortunate that the committee decided, come hell or high water, we're putting two Big Ten teams in the tournament. And then the other game we haven't really discussed yet, local. Yeah, yeah Loyola, Denver. Oh. I don't, I don't, I gotta be honest, I'm the play-by-play voice of Loyola, <laughs> and I try to be in, impartial when we have these conversations. I just don't know what to make of it. I don't, because there were times this season, Book, where they were utterly lost. I mean, lost offensively. It's not just they didn't have an alpha. They didn't have anything beyond their first-team midfield. Sam Schaefer was playing so poorly he got benched at one point this season. There are days where Bailey Savio looks like the best face-off specialist in the country. There are days where, you know, he couldn't win a face-off. It, it, oh. It's so confusing to me. Now, he went through an injury earlier in the year, and that kind of explained a little bit of that. It is so confusing to me, but when they needed to down the stretch – they played their three best games consecutively. They played Georgetown, Navy, Army, and that's why they're in this tournament. They put together their three best games of the season consecutively down the stretch in order to get in. To go from not even being on the bubble right. to in the tournament over the span of about 10 days. I I, I don't know. I I know they got I know they got a great coach. I know they got a great oh, coach. They yep. got a great coaching staff. We talk yep. about that all the time. Matty that's, Dwan. That's all there. Stevie Vagueness. But yep. I have no clue what to expect from Loyola as they got to go out and face Denver. Against right Denver? Right. Yep. No clue. No clue. I can tell you. That's you like don't a, like their chances. Yeah, that's like a 15-8 game. Yeah, you don't like their chances. I, I just think Denver's really good. I, and yeah, yeah. I haven't seen enough of Loyola this year, but I've seen enough of I mean, Jackson Morrill. Yep. For Denver, I mean, talk about a, a win in free agency. Notre Dame did really well in free agency, and Denver picked up some studs too. Uh, Ethan Walker, the Canadian, he can sling it. They are good. Alex, catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastries. Hmm. He could play. What's his real last name? Simmons. Oh, okay. Okay. I was wondering if it was pastries or whipping. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastries. I like it. Cruising down 8th Street. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know who that is? What's that? What? No, I have no idea. What? No clue. No clue. Not a clue at all, honestly. I have no clue. Not a clue. Off-white Lexus? Driving so slow, but BK's from Texas? Should I know? I mean, I'm like, is this... Is, I'm not sure who it is either. I gotta oh, be honest. Oh, really? Dude, yeah. it's Jay-Z, Empire State of Mind. Yeah. Was that, wait, was that Empire State yeah. of Mind? Give me the line one more time. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastries. Cruising oh, down oh, you know what? I, yeah, off I white Lexus I'm driving sorry. so slow. Booker, my, my daughter I and I, Mary and I, crank that. Something, my brain has just given up on me. In re- it's not good for what I do for a living, but my brain has really bailed on me. Yeah, it does okay. not show up with me any longer. It's the, it's the sleep deprivation it of might being be the a parent, hat. I think. No, I don't think it's the hat. I I'm think it's kidding. the I'm fact kidding. that I don't sleep at all, Booker, and so I don't get Why that. not? Why don't you sleep? Because I got two kids that are six and three, bro. Come That's on, true. man. Yeah, I, I, like, sleep I will come again one day. Snow. Yeah, it'll come again one snow. day. Yeah. I'll be in your shoes one day where they're all doing wonderful things in their lives and being the best versions of themselves and, yeah, there you and, go. and writing papers about Dro- their Dropping podcasts. I heard they dropped their first podcast. They did. There's a second one coming, but there was some controversy involved. Oh wow! It was. Um, it took two episodes for the. I imagine we recorded a Mother's Day version of the podcast, and the it was for mother. It was for their mom, right? And there was a little bit too much poop and fart. 
for her liking in the uh, podcast. She was not thrilled with the amount which number is kind of, of their theme. That's their thing. Yeah. That's their brand. Well, that's their age that's right their now. Brand exactly yeah. right. So might have to be an edited version of the podcast. So how do you want to do the picks? Are we going to just zigzag them? Well, first I want you to tell me right now. I think I got to be able to. Who's your final four? I, I, I don't know if we can reveal that. Damn it. I was really hoping I could get you there. I was really hoping I could I get you I know you're trying one. to pick because I All right, am here's how we're going to do this. You right. you pick the national champion, you get 10 points. Oh. You get 10 points for picking a national champion. Okay. You pick the national runner-up, you're getting five points. You pick a team that loses in the final four, you're getting two points. Two? You pick a team that wins their first game and no other games, you get one point. Okay? Understand this? Two for Final Four? No. You get ten for a champion, yep. five for runner-up, two for Final Four, one for round of eight, a quarterfinalist. Well, there's a round of 16. What I do know. you get for that? Well, they're already in. <laughs> but, yeah, but if they win. Yes, that makes them a quarterfinalist. Okay. If they win this weekend but don't win any more games... They're a quarterfinalist, and you got one okay. point. All right? If they lose their first game, you get zero points. For I don't see how this will affect how I pick, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Your understanding of it? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, right. I just yeah. pick right. teams I think are going to win. Now, yeah. I was the loser last time. So, so I should get the go first. No, that's so not the way that works. <laughs> well, who am I here? You didn't lose, Chief. Ty didn't lose. You keep saying that. You didn't lose, man. Yeah, what, did you have Ty texting you? No, I was going to text him, but I didn't want to put him under the clock like that. I should have, but there's, whatever. There's 16 teams. There's 16 teams. We're all picking five, so settle down. It'll be a snake oh, draft. You can go second. Booker will go third. I want to go third. Why do I? You want to go third? I want to go third. You want to go second, Book? You I tell me, go, second or third? First. No, you don't get first pick. I get first pick. Although, actually, I don't even want You want first pick? It's yours. You get first pick. I don't want it. Go ahead. You get first pick. Take it. All right. Now i got to redo my letters. B, then G, then K. Yes. I think, uh, who says Kyle gets to go third? That's a good spot. You know what? Go. I'd rather have the third pick. What You're going this? second. I don't want to go second. <laughs> I, I want to go first or I want to go third. I get to choose where I'm going. First or third is what I want. All yeah. right. Fine. You go first. Kyle first, Booker second, Glenn third. All right. Um, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I'm going to have a stroke trying to keep Glenn, track of Glenn, Booker. Kyle's Kyle. going first. All right, come on. So we got five um, minutes. I'm going to just take to make Glenn angry, Maryland. They weren't going to be my pick. It's fine. Well, whatever. It's They're fine. mine. Doesn't, uh, doesn't I'll, take, I'll take Duke. That would have been one of my picks. Um, so I will go with, of course, North Carolina. The number one seed in the tournament last to the third pick in the draft. How about that? And I'll follow it up by taking Virginia. Booker. We don't hear you going to take Booker. Just take him. Uh, da, da, da. Unless you want to risk not having them, you know? <laughs> I know you won't do that. We know you too well, sir. All right, I'll take Notre Dame. <laughs> Gotta do what you gotta do. And right? I do. I I, I, Kyle, I want to tell you I love you. Because I Four. was thinking about something else. Four of the first five picks, ACC schools. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I will take. You know, man, this is actually a tough one. I'd go, Mon- I'd go Monmouth. I think you would, right? Yeah. Give me Georgetown and Lehigh. Okay. Denver. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Literally, I couldn't stop writing Lehigh fast enough to write Denver. 
Uh, so this is where me not knowing anything. No, but the real issue is that like. But that, now it's just who, get, who gets is, hot. I know this my is next why, pick. as it turns out, the third pick was a bad pick to have, is because there are eight teams that you. There's really seven. I, I don't. I don't think I can sell myself on Lehigh. I think there are seven teams I can sell myself on having a chance of winning the national. Oh, I, I still have two teams I think might win it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think I can agree with you on that. I don't think I can agree with you. But of the uh, of the next teams, I'll go Syracuse. Ooh. And I will go. I'll go yuck. I don't I don't uh Drexel. Wow. Yeah. Uh who do I have next on my draft board? Oh. Uh making sure. Uh Cuse is gone. Drexel's gone. I am going to go with Rutgers. Rutgers. Great. Rutgers. I know so much. You take the one guy. I was like, I think I'm going to take them. I know. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Well. well that, when's that ever stopped gone. you before? Oh, I got to take. He has two teams left. Yeah, but I Come on, man. You, think I... you just named two of the teams that are left. There's four teams. Yeah, but there are apparently two teams that are actually decent. They're, they're not. They're not. I was kidding. Like, that's They're, not. Nobody has then a just give me. Just pick two of them. Give me uh, Bryant. Ah. Why not? Uh, and I'll take high points. There you go. Booker? Uh, that definitely leaves. Where's my, pe- where's my sheet? Oh, Loyola. Wait. Right? What you got left is Loyola, Monmouth, and Vermont. I'm going to go Loyola. Okay, then I'll take Vermont. All right, so Kyle's... So nobody picked Monmouth. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, man. I, I get it. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Right. Yeah, they're good. I'm not saying they're not good. They're in the just, tournament. They were the 16th team, and we drafted 15. That's the okay, way it goes. Okay, so for a bonus, uh, let's do this, too. Does Monmouth stay within 10 goals of Carolina? What, what is this for? What is this getting just, us? Yeah, I'm just curious to see if... I have they, no idea. They, no. Yes. No. No way. No. Well, right. <laughs> he's, no way. It's like 24-7. He's like, he's like, nobody picked Monmouth. They're going to lose 24-7. By the way, he picked Loyola, who he predicted as losing 15-8 to yeah, in right. the first round of the tournament. That was his did. pick They there. were my last pick. I understand. It was them or University of I was, Vermont. I thought you locked them so little that I was going to get them back. I thought you were going to take Vermont and that I was going to get Loyola back, what. which would have been neat. Or nifty. Nifty. It would have been nifty, but I already yep. won the race to nifty, so that doesn't help you at all. There I'll tell you no what. Vermont... I don't You're just going on win. about their face-off special. I don't think there's a that. world in which they can beat yeah. Maryland. No, I don't think there's a, there's a chance they can beat Maryland. All I, right. Duke, Notre Dame, Denver, Rutgers. And Loyola is your team. Kyle's team, Maryland, Georgetown, Lehigh, Bryant, and High Point. My team, North, Carol- North Carolina, uh, Virginia, Syracuse, you, Drexel, Vermont. Are you really going to be out of the country on June 5th? Legitimately, yeah. That's actually good because he has no ch- – he's literally – I'm looking at his he's, team, so he's, he's going to lose. He's, he's done. He's done. He's going to lose. No. All right. It all comes down so to a we'll, game. So we'll pick a day. We'll pick a day when how many laps <laughs> he's got to do around the track. I don't I don't know. We'll figure out what that number is. I, he, I think I, it's 40. Now I think he's going to – just the way he's looking at me right now, I think he's going to win. Killing you. And he it's sports. The, one of the beauties of sports is this. We're, you know, I'm doing a game, Loyola, Blakefield, mm-hmm. and we do these high school games. Thank God for the legendary sports group. They're great, great people. We do these games. Loyola pounds Gilman. Gilman then oh, – hold on. Then St. Paul's beats Loyola, right? Okay. So isn't St. Paul's way better than Gilman? 
because Gilman just that's the transitive property. Yeah. That's the way that works. Yeah. We all know that, man. Yeah. We all Gilman know that. Gilman just beat St. Paul's handily. But it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it never it's does. It's weird how it's sports, man. Sports yeah. are goofy. Sports are crazy. All right. Hot uh, goalie. At Booker Corrigan on Twitter. At Booker Corrigan on Corrigan Twitter. Corrigan Only follow me if you're following No, stop Glenn. following. What I'm saying is go to at, see if you're following Booker <laughs> and then hit unfollow <laughs> if you are. At Booker Corrigan. <laughs> CorriganSports.com. Baltimore 10-miler June 5th. If I lose, I got to run it. If not. I don't know. Yeah. I'll show up and wave. Or I don't like, like your that. teams that much. Well, you know what? <laughs> I do. Right, Booker, I, I love you. We got to talk to Dan Duquette. Dan Duquette's going to join us. Okay. In a love it. Thank love you, you for buddy. having Thank me. Thank you for coming in studio. It's so good to Let's see go you. Let's go Irish. Mm, nah. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, Hour number one in the books. Dan Duquette joins us next. We're going to talk uh, about John Means. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce Silver Anniversary New York Strip Steak, the Smoky Thigh Wings, a Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger, the Strip Steak Sandwich, Barbecue Chicken Bowl, and their Silver Anniversary Turtle Cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's Silver Anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Guys, we're almost there. As a lot of people have said, we are at the 10-yard line, but the COVID-19 pandemic is not quite over so we need to continue to be vigilant do the right things including wearing our masks and if we're gonna wear them why wouldn't we wear masks that represent our favorite teams and players home team masks available right now pressboxonline.com slash masks we got a purple and orange state flag neck gator for you as well as the celebrate 8 mvp neck gator and an over the ear faded distress state flag and traditional colors mask they're available pressboxonline.com slash masks let's get this over with wear our masks home team masks baseball is back in full in 2021 and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell hi i'm paul valley and you can catch me along with my co-host zach goodman every saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at press box sports we'll break down every win every loss and everything in between plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to baltimore catch us at pressboxonline.com slash the bat around or at facebook.com slash press box sports that's the bat around every saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at press box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because royal farms new swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time it's why royal farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world real fresh real fast royal farms 
redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is GlennClarkRadio.com. Nothing but net. Glenn Clark here for Window Nation right now. Get 50% off all styles of windows. 50% off all styles of windows, plus no money down, no payments, and no interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or WindowNation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Our next guest uh, in 2014, in the 11th round of the Major League Baseball draft, was holding the 331st pick and said, I think we'll take a stab on this pitcher out of West Virginia. Decent year for the team. Yeah, 2014. It did prove to be a pretty good year. Uh, and this guy proved to be pretty good, too. Joining us now to tell us more about John Means. He is the man who drafted him in 2014 for the Baltimore Orioles, former general manager. Mr. Dan Duquette is back with us here on GCR. Dan, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always, sir. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, sure. Uh, good to talk to you guys. And uh, I always like to talk baseball, and Baltimore baseball is, is a good place to start. Well, it's it's great to chat with you. We've always enjoyed our conversations over the years, Dan. It's a pleasure, and, and we certainly remain grateful for the uh, direction that you gave this franchise for some time. There will never be a day where we, we don't think fondly of you here in Baltimore and everything that you guys were able to do during your time here. It means a lot to all of us. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. We we had a couple of good years there, and uh, fourteen, I guess, was probably the best year we had. Yeah, just a um, lot of lot of what ifs there at the end of the year, right? Like if you could have just had the whole team together for the postseason, if you could have just yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean that. I mean, we 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 didn't have uh, who we didn't have. We didn't have Davis. Yep. Weeder, Weeders and Manny Machado, right? Right, yeah. But, you know, other but, than that, and you still made it to the ALC. Yeah, but we, we were in there slugging it out, and, and uh, you know, unfortunately you don't get to the, to that uh, stage or close to that stage, and, uh, you know, that, that was a, you know, that was a one-time shot in a long time, it looks like, for the Orioles. Unfortunately, but, um, yeah. 14 was a good year, and, um, you know, the Orioles were fortunate uh, to get that far in the playoffs, uh, particularly without those three everyday players. I mean, you know, the guys did a great job patching it up and making a run for the pennant. Dan, let me take me back to the 2014 draft. Did, did you – how much did you know about John Means, this kid out of West Virginia, had a pretty good summer at the Cape? How much did you know about him – did you think you were drafting like a real player at that point, or was it well? Let's let's go get another body, and and we got to fill out a minor league system this way. No, you know, um, any left-handed pitcher uh, with his size uh, that can stay healthy, you know, ha- has a shot, right? And I, I think I think John Means had distinguished himself uh, by having a couple of good years at West Virginia, by by doing pretty well in the Cape. Where, where, of course, the best amateur pitchers go every summer, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, then, then showing that he was uh, he, he could do the job at, at West Virginia. Now, our, uh, our area scout, uh, 
Brandon Verley, um, who I went to see Mike Yastrzemski with, hmm. uh, he liked he liked him uh, some. Uh, but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who really liked him was uh, Danny Haas, who went in there and cross-checked him. And Danny Haas really advocated for John Means in the draft room in the, in the draft room that year. So, you know, you, you have the, you have the, um, the quota of money that you can spend, right? For yep. the first 10 rounds. And then you, you look for value. Uh, you know, after the 10th, after the, after the 10th round and, uh, you know, John means was the first value pick of the club that year. And I mean, he's developed into, he's developed into a good pitcher. I mean, uh, you know, a, a great pitcher and he had a historic performance last week. You know I mean? You're, you're talking about him doing something that no other Oriole pitcher has done since Jim Palmer. And I think that's, that, that says it all, but you know, John Means deserves all the credit for that. I mean, here, here's a guy that uh, spent some time in the minors learning his craft, uh, but he, he he was always healthy. You know, I mean, that, that, as a starting pitcher, that's half the battle, right? Sure. You can, you, you can be reliable. You can be healthy. You can post. And John Means uh, was all of those things at every single point in his career. I mean, how it seems like the types of players who play their best baseball at the major league level are often the ones who are the toolsiest and it just needs development in order to get there. But how rare is it for a pitcher of John Means' prototype to sort of have the success? It wasn't, you know, minimal success. He had good numbers in the minors, but then to get to the majors and do his best work, was that... Is that even is that as surprising as it seems to the, the layman? Well, I, I, I think it speaks to John Means's work ethic, first of all, his uh, his physical dependability, and you know if if you talk to him, he'll tell you that he invested in a uh, a year round conditioning program a couple of years ago, and that that's really helped him. Okay. Um, I think it helped him get a little bit more velocity on his fastball. And then he attributes the, uh, the, the work that he did on his secondary pitches with uh, Holt, uh, helping propel him to uh, major league status. Now, uh, I brought him up at the end of 2018 so that he could get a taste of the big leagues. Um, you know, he, 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 had, he had some good years, but he didn't have any great years. Mm-hmm. And you know when you have a when you have a left-handed pitcher in the American League East uh, that's a dependable starting pitcher, you know generally you have somebody on your team that the other club doesn't have on their team. So we brought up John Means to uh, get a look at the look at him, but also to get a taste of the big leagues. And I think when he came up and uh, you know we threw him into the fire in Fenway Park in September against that probably the best Red Sox team of all time. Um, you know, he got a baptism under, under fire. And then I think he learned some things from that experience that has, has have helped propel him to be one of the top pitchers in the American league. Dan Duquette is with us here on Glenn Clark radio. He of course drafted John means back in 2014 
did, did you when you brought him up and and did did you still did you have a thought then like did did you believe that John Means even in 2018 after having him in the system for a few years I know he threw a, a no hitter at Delmarva at one point a, a seven inning version but even in 2018 did did you have a thought that this kid could still prove to be special or was it more of a you know he he might he might have a major league arm and and that's a pretty cool thing at that point. Well, I, I I didn't really know. Uh, I I knew that um, he he you know he had the equipment. He, if you look at his uh, record in the minors, he always had the good control, right? You're talking about two walks per nine innings, so you're talking about above average control for a left-handed pitcher. And he had the fastball, and he had the changeup, and if he could get a uh, little bit more sharpness to his uh, breaking pitches uh you know he he had a chance to be a major league starting pitcher but but again i mean who, who's who's to say how good these these players are uh when they learn their trade in the minors they have the experience and you haven't given them a trial in the big sure. leagues right sure yep i mean uh, you know, the, these guys deserve an opportunity. And John Means, to his credit, he, he earned the opportunity. He, 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 he toiled in the minors for a few years and kept himself healthy, always had good command of his fastball. And what, what, do the, what do the coaches say? That's the most important trait of a pitcher, having command of his fastball. And <laughs> didn't he have good command the oh, other day? 26 <laughs> of 27 first pitch strikes in a no-hitter, which is just a, yeah. it's an and insane it was, number. <laughs> it was fast fastball into the righties, change up away. So fastball then, in and up to the righties, change up away. And he's, he's got such uh, finesse and command of those pitches now. You know, he can put them right on the edge of the strike zone. I mean, he, he, he pitched the perfect game. Sure. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, his blemish was a strikeout. Right. right. He, he struck a guy out, and the catcher missed the ball. Right. Okay, he, he pitched a perfect game. He had extraordinary, extraordinary command of his pitches. I remember sitting in Dodger Stadium uh, when I was with the Expos, and I watched Dennis Martinez on a Sunday afternoon pitch a perfect game. I think he threw like 87 pitches, and he threw the ball exactly where he wanted to in every single pitch. And it looked to me the other day that John Means had that same kind of command uh, when when he pitched his gem against against Seattle. Just extraordinary, just extraordinary command. Um, obviously, right? Like the easy answer is if he has the command he has when he took the mound last, then there's no reason John Means won't be in the Hall of Fame, right? Like he'll just have 15 <laughs> yeah. more incredible seasons. If that's just who he is, right? right. But well, he's a guy who obviously he he, he he put up a Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame no performance doubt. the other day. There's no yeah. doubt. But he's a guy who you mentioned, right? Added a couple notches to his velocity, but he also refined and developed his off-speed pitches and his breaking pitches. Um, do you think that these progressions he made in the command in the off-speed pitch department are enough to keep him pitching at a, maybe not Cy Young level, but an all-star caliber level for five to, to be beyond years from now? Yeah, I, I mean he, he's uh, he, he's hitting his stride. If you look at the uh, wins above replacement, I think he's among the top in the American League for this year, right? Yep, yep. And he's, then he's the top. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's up there with Garrett Cole. 
with, with the Yankees ace. And then you take a look at what he did. I think he had five good starts at the end of last year. So, um, you know, he, he, he's, he, he's, uh, he's hit his stride and, uh, he's he, like, you know, knock on wood, he's been able to keep himself healthy. Hopefully he'll, he'll continue what he's been doing. Dan, Dan Duquette is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Dan, there's there's the awkward side of this here in Baltimore, and and I you know I don't know how much generically you could could speak to it, which is when you when you're dealing with somebody like this, measuring their value to your franchise versus their potential value to everybody else in baseball, and how that can help you as an organization. And it's it's such a difficult question to answer, but is John Means the type of player that a franchise should be looking to build around? when they're going through this type of rebuilds? Well, I think so because, and I'm going to tell you exactly why I think so. Uh, John Means is now a proven major league veteran pitcher. And the Orioles are trying to break in several unproven pitchers coming up through their minor league system. And John Means can help stabilize that major league team uh, while the team is developing some of these other young starting pitchers. And if you're, you know, if you're going to compete and be in the upper echelon of the American League East, you, you, you better have a pitching staff and you better have some depth to that pitching staff. And if you're going to develop the depth to that pitching staff, um, the Orioles can do it with the number of young pitchers that they have coming up through the minors. And John Means can not only help them be competitive, but be a role model for those young pitchers that are coming up to pitching the major leagues. It sounds like like if you're going to bring up a Grayson Rodriguez, you'd rather have him be brought up to pitch behind John Means than to, you know, have every – you've got to deal with the burden of being the guy the moment that you get here. Well, I, I think it's a lot easier to develop that way. I, I yeah. think it's a lot e- easier for those younger pitchers to learn their job from somebody that's proven on the major league staff. Is it- and, um, you know, I mean, you're talking about – Grayson Rodriguez, who hit 100 miles an hour the other night. Yep. And you're talking about D.L. Hall, a left-hander, who's got four pitches who also hit 100 miles an hour the other night. I mean, you're talking about two very, very talented young pitchers uh, that are going to be ready to help your major league team here in the short while. I mean, how many other teams on the planet had two starting pitchers throw 100? I, I don't well, know. I wasn't wait. watching all of them, the but Mets, I'm guessing it wasn't. Mets, yeah, maybe, yeah, know, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so you got some really talented pitchers right behind uh, John Means. Uh, you got Kramer, Aiken, Lowther, Bowman, D.L. Hall, Grayson Rodriguez. They got another left-hander down there, Drew Rom. Yep. So and then and then they 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 picked up. Uh, they picked up a good pitcher from the Angels in the Bundy trade. Mm-hmm. Um, he could be a he could be a good starting pitcher for the club. So there's there's a number of uh, good young starting pitchers that are making their way towards Baltimore. If the Orioles want to get back into into contention, you know they're gonna they're gonna need to develop a lot of these pitchers in the big leagues. Obviously, you know a lot to be played yet this year, and if they you know, go the other way, then this discussion or this question is somewhat moot. But based on what you've seen, I mean, Rodriguez touching 100, D.L. Hall being 99 and apparently refining his mechanics and getting his command more to the point where we would like to see it, it sounds like you believe that 
they should be up at the big league level in 2022 at the latest to an extent. No, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to put a timetable on those guys, but I can just tell you they, 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 they got, they got top notch talent and that they, and that, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, people there are professionals. They can decide when it's time to go, but, um, you know, it, 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 you'd be hard-pressed to find that kind of talent not in the big leagues. Dan Duquette with us here on GCR. I guess, Dan, should we follow? Is it Does it work this way that, like, no matter what, if, if a team offers you a certain amount for some guy, you have to be willing to trade anybody? Like, is there is there some element of it? Like, no, you're not looking to trade um, John Means, but if if somebody's desperate for pitching at the deadline and they, they want to give you everything in their organization, you at least have to think about it? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's. That, that's a that's a call for somebody else. I, <laughs> I, 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 I think the I think the Orioles got a pretty good stabilizing pitcher for their major league club. Yep, yep. Right. And uh, you know, I mean, if he's if he's their all star again this year, um, it, you know, you, you you never know when these young pitchers are going to come on, and uh, now all of a sudden you're you're a contender, right? Yep. Yep. I, I I don't know where you find uh, good left-handed pitching. I mean, it's I, tough. I get that. I completely understand that. It's, it's tough. But but anyway, yep. that, that's up for the club to decide. Dan, can I ask you about Wade Miley? Because we got, we got to see him throw a no-hitter as well. Obviously, another guy you know quite well. Um, I, 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 there are people that are reacting to, and I, it's a weird thing to say, because I don't want to take anything away from John Means at all. He, As you pointed out, it's not just that he threw a no-hitter in what should have been a perfect game. It's that he hit literally every spot that he wanted to hit throughout the course. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. But Wade Miley turns around, throws a no-hitter the next night. Manea almost got one the same night. We've already had four plus whatever you want to call what Madison Bumgarner did this year. And, and there is conversation about whether or not the nature of baseball is making it easier for guys to throw no-hitters because of the true outcome style of baseball. Do you make anything of that, that, that a no-hitter generically doesn't mean what it did once upon a time? Yeah, well, I, I think you'll have to uh, let, let that play out a little bit. There, there, there's, there's, been a, uh, there's been a number of no-hitters this year. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about a, a season where there really isn't a comparable, right? I mean, last year, how many games did the teams play? They, they, they sat out. You still have these uh, protocols in place for the for the pandemic. Um, you know, players didn't train the way they have trained. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of different factors. I, I, I read an article today that talked about the changes that Major League Baseball made with the baseball, uh, which allow the pitchers to get a more effective grip and, um, you know, that, that, that may have some impact on it. So I mean, all, all these things are are, are uh, things that Major League Baseball has to study. But you know, it, it look, looks like the pitchers have a huge advantage this year. Uh, there's it does appear to be the case so far. And and how'd you feel for Wade as a guy that's had to bounce around in his career? What did it what did it mean to you to see him have a moment like that? It's... Well, he, he's always uh, worked fast and thrown strikes and changed speeds. Right? That's that's Ray Miller's mantra. Yep. And you know, yep. unfortunately, Ray Ray passed away last week, but. Wade Miley has has always done that. You know, I, I was disappointed that uh, Wade Miley didn't pitch for us the way he pitched before. We we got him, and uh, the way he's pitched after he left, 
but I was happy for him, and he's a beauty. He wore the whole tattoo. You hear him That's talking so cool. about it's his, so uh, cool with his son. Yeah, his, his little boy. Yeah. Well, his his little boy was born in Baltimore, and uh, I remember sitting in the office uh, with him when he was uh, leaving to go uh, for the birth of his son, and then when he came back, and how excited he was. And I I got a chuckle the other day when when he was out there being a superhero for his son. Uh, uh, I was so I was so happy That's for really him. It's really cool. It was really what a neat story that was, and him holding up a tattoo for everybody to see. That that was awesome, Dan Duquette. That was awesome. Yeah, Dan, that was a great moment. Dan, what can we plug for you? What are, what are you up to uh, these days? And and is can we plug? I know you're on social media, but is it really you, or is it somebody else masquerading as you on social media? Yeah, no, I, I'm doing uh, consulting work. I have some uh, clients in sports, and I have some other institutional clients. And um, ho- hopefully I'll get another opportunity to get back into uh, Major League Baseball. I'm sure there'll be some opportunities uh, later this year. And uh, uh, we're not running the sports uh, camp. The protocols for the COVID were just yeah. uh, too, too overbearing. So uh, uh, we're not running that anymore, although I still do have my camp out in the Berkshires. Um, but... Uh, you know that's that's what I'm up to. I I follow Major League Baseball. Stay in touch with a lot of people. Well, we and, we uh, we're rooting for you to get another job too. We're just you know <clears throat> we're rooting for it to be in the National League. Is all we can say about that. Yeah, no, I I, I appreciate it. We had some good years with the Orioles, and uh, now they're going through another part of the cycle. And uh, I I like their pitching depth. I really do. I like the pitching depth they have in the minors. And I, I you, you look, they got a good bullpen in the big leagues. Now they got to develop some starters. Uh, to go around John Means, and uh, I think they have the wherewithal to do that. Uh, Lowther's got some talent. Uh, Aiken, you saw him a little bit last year, and uh, he he has some talent. Dean Kramer has some talent, and uh, some of those other young kids behind him have some serious, serious talent. So hopefully that will come together for the club. And um, some of those young position players are doing pretty well. Uh, Mullins. He yeah, looks thank, good. thanks Austin, for that, by Austin the way. Hayes looks good. Right. Speaking I mean, moments. yeah, that, that, that was another good draft. Uh, Danny Haas' brother, Matt, was a big uh, proponent of uh, Cedric Mullins. And Oop. round pick, too, right? 13 draft? Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. And, he, and he's playing like an all-star. You know, to his, to his credit, he got rid of the right-handed hitting. Now, you know, I, I thought about that when he was with us. He was much stronger from the left side to the right side, and that was holding him back from being an everyday player. Well, he got an answer to that. He just stayed on the left side. Yeah, yeah. And he's closer to first. He's got more power there. And uh, he's a pretty exciting player. He, yeah. he, de- he deserves a lot of credit, too, for the work that he did. And he's a great guy. I, I know yeah. how much Adam loved him the entire time and kept saying, I, I think this kid's got something. And, and boy, you know, you guys turned out to be right about that. He is a, a heck of a player. So, so yeah, thanks for yeah. John Means. Thanks for uh, Cedric Mullins. And thanks for everything else that you did over the time. Yeah, no, I appreciate you it. You, you, know, you know, you keep an eye on that Austin Hayes, too. He's a complete ball player. He, there's a lot to like. Just need to keep him healthy. Just need to keep him healthy. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. to like in him as a baseball player. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Dan Duquette, so. this is always a, a pleasure. I really always appreciate you taking the time for us. Hope you and your family continue to stay safe and healthy. Thank you for doing this this morning with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks a lot. Enjoy talking with you guys. Take-
Dan Duquette, former Orioles general manager, or uh, the vice president of baseball operations, uh, blah, 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 blah. You know what the, the point is. Um, but uh, appreciate him taking the time for us. And he's pretty bullish about you don't trade John Means. He's pretty bullish about that. Like... That this is you've got you've got an answer. You don't okay, trade the guy. I'm, I still think it's more complicated than that. Because I'm always I, guilty of skewing prospect. Okay, that's right. Not always, right. but a lot of the time, when a team is rebuilding, yes, when a team the, is trying to accumulate talent, it's easier for me to say how much talent could you add mm-hmm. than it is to say I'm sure. This is the talent that we need. I, I want to make this very clear. I'm not telling you have to trade John Means, even that you should trade John Means. My point is I don't get the dismissive nature of it, particularly from the fan base, right? Now, I get what Dan Duquette is saying, which is it's the same thing I've heard from a lot of people. What are, Jim Palmer's point was what are you getting back? Someone that you hope is going to be John mm-hmm. Means? You've got John Means. To me, this is uniquely about where is your window? And is your window not for being competitive, for trying to win a World Series, is it by 2024? And if it's not, and I think we're still hard-pressed to believe that it is, not to say this team can't be competitive by 2024, but to try to win a World Series specifically, is it Somebody by 2024? might say, well, if you are competitive enough where you are in the conversation for the playoffs by that point, then, then anybody John Means is I, I, valuable to your team. And I'm saying the notion of believing that you've got not just means still clicking at that point, but that Rodriguez and Hall have gotten here and delivered and maybe one other one mm-hmm. because you really need a fourth in order to be able sure. to compete for And I guess you could acquire that guy. If, if you are competitive, you could go out and trade for that guy at that mm-hmm. point. Um, or maybe going into the year, if you know you're going to be competitive, you could have signed sure, that there guy. There are a host possible. of guys that could, in theory, end up being Potenti- number four or five starters in the Orioles yes, system. It's so. just harder to see it sure. at the moment. Um and that you have enough of these bats get here and click. You're going to need Jordan Westberg to hit. It's going to 100%. You're going to need Gunnar Henderson to be an answer. He's going to be your third baseman, probably. Yes. Yeah. But they, they need to not get, just, right? they, they need, need to get here yeah. and correct. be good players. Correct. Uh-huh. It's a lot to ask. It's difficult to vision it. It doesn't make it impossible. It doesn't mean it couldn't be, but it's difficult. It's a You're hard pressed to get to that roadmap where they're ready to compete for a World Series by 2024. Hang on one second. I did tell you that you can make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4, available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. So let's just say, let's just say there's, it's not 2024, but it's 2025, mm-hmm. for example. Well, the question is, you can, how can long you is sign John him? means... Can, all of the supplies. How long is John Means this good? Well, but this is the. I get it. The if you're keeping him, it doesn't really matter. You're keeping him because you think he's good, correct. good enough for you to handle. The hang Means on question to. becomes: by the time you get to April of 2025, mm-hmm. John Means is 32 years old. Mm-hmm. Do you one think the Orioles should sign a pitcher beyond that point? And two, do you believe they will? And that's the part of it that is conflating for me. It's you can argue that they should. You can argue that this this is a unique opportunity. What they should be doing is trying to buy them out of arbitration years now, making it like a five year deal starting next year. Mm-hmm. So you get two more years at the end of it. Sure. He gets more money. I don't. I'm not sure exactly how he would feel about it, but maybe he would do that. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
that you should be looking to do that now. Well, you've got a player. You've identified him. Make him the guy that you're willing to do this with. If you've, sure. If you've decided he should be kept around, then yes, you should be I, doing that. But this is a franchise that was still Correct. trading away players that Again, were about to get raises money. in arbitration. Yeah. So do you believe they're going to? And that's the other element of this that makes it complicated, is the things that they should be doing, do you believe they will? And if they don't, are you setting yourself up for a Manny Machado situation? Are you setting yourself up for... Which will be a little different, probably to an extent, well, yeah, based on age alone. But by, like, by age alone and the fact that he's not... Man- no offense, he's not yeah. Manny Machado. Like, I mean, he's the starter, Cy Young I, I, candidate kind of thing. If, will, if he can continue to be correct. that for four years, I understand that. Um, it, which... I hear you. I, I still think that's a tough thing to. Are you setting yourself up for? I don't know. I don't know what the value. Holding on to a player for the sake of holding on to a player, not getting full value when you recognize by the time you get to the point where you say, "Well, this isn't going to line up. We are not going to be competitive, or we're not going to win a World Series, and we're about to lose this guy. So let's just trade him for whatever we can get for him." At that point, was that the right decision? I'm not telling you that the Orioles have to trade John Means. And, Lord, I'm not saying that they should just trade him for the sake of trading him. There's no world in which I'm considering this unless you feel like you are overwhelmed by what it is that you've been offered. That's where the conversation starts. That's the point of the player being this valuable is they could be so valuable to get you that type of package. But I'm befuddled by the no way response. I'm befuddled by the... You absolutely can't do it. Well, I don't think I agree with that. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. And by the way, you can read more about it at PressBoxOnline.com today as I've got my column up about the John Means situation. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. We come back in. Jeremy Kahn joins us as he does every Monday. We'll talk about this. i got some other stuff I want to cover with Jeremy Kahn. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce Silver Anniversary New York Strip Steak, the Smoky Thigh Wings, a Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger, the Strip Steak Sandwich, Barbecue Chicken Bowl, and their Silver Anniversary Turtle Cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's Silver Anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone and 
take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit, and after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit the biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common you've heard them on jobbing out matt and nick jackson the young bucks thanks for having us man Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? And Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Let's have you Chris Jericho, Le Champion, AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio, 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. Again, today's show brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. This Saturday, Baltimore Celeb Fest in Millersville. You can meet some of the top stars of today and the history of professional wrestling. Find out more great memorabilia.com with the number eight. Tucker Fest on June 27th at Jerry's Toyota with Justin Tucker as well as live broadcast. Plus, we've got the uh, cornhole tournament going on, a dunk tank. I believe our next guest is going to be in the dunk tank, in fact. Great Eights Memorabilia, the number eight, greateightsmemorabilia.com to find about that, find out more about that, as well as some private signings they're hosting with the likes of John Harbaugh, Jonathan Ogden, Anquan Bolden, and more. Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 The Fan, joins us every Monday here on GCR. What's going on, sir? How are you? I just found out I'm going to be in a dunk tank. I, you, I remember. You were, yeah, you were, to it, but you were pretty I, drunk. <laughs> you were pretty drunk, and you were like, oh, I'll get in the dunk tank. Well, I'll get in the dunk tank. I'm drunk. You're drunk. Everybody's drunk. It was back is it was, backwards. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of that going on. That hopefully, night. hopefully, I get that that call ahead of time to remind me. <laughs> I'll be the jerk that didn't show up because I, they talked to drunk me and I committed to it. Oh no um, doubt. By the way, do you, do you have a story? Do you have like the worst this, the worst commitment that maybe drunk Jeremy ever made over the years that you then had to live oh, up to? Man, that's- 
it's tough because people ask you stuff and then you realize it. And like, I love doing stuff for charity. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I tell people all the time, ask me to do anything. Just don't be mad if I say no, because if I'm available, I'll do it. Right. It makes my wife nuts. But, uh, I do remember, and I don't want to name the, the charity, but I did commit to something that ended up having to change my entire schedule around uh. because I felt guilty by telling them that I actually couldn't do it. So I had to move literally everything around. So Way to go. Um, Way to yeah. go. They got you. They and got I don't you. want to say who it was because then it would make them feel bad. Right. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> After like a half a bottle of Malort, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. I'll totally yeah. be there. That's just making me dry heap thinking about oh, that. Oh, God, I don't want to talk about that at all. What I do want to talk about is that you did make me some money last Monday. So I did. I'm, I'm, I've got a new policy in place. Um, I'm only going to bet on Mondays when I specifically <laughs> asked you. Because, all right, so Jeremy puts his picks up every day at PressBoxOnline.com. You can go there, and they're up to date. And I, I was taking Jeremy's picks, and I was using them to bet. The problem is I was like, I was kind of like, going free form i was like well i'll take some of these a little bit of this and and i wasn't just playing all of his picks so here's what i'm going to do every week is i'm not just going to have you tell me i'm this is literally going to be like you're my babysitter when it comes mm-hmm. to doing this because last <laughs> week you made suggestions and nailed them i mean nailed them last week as to how i should bet so you tell me as i look at your picks right now like i see you love the rockets and blazers over yeah. Um, should I? How should I be betting tonight? Where, if I was again, I'll do the same thing I did last week. If I bet like about two hundred bucks tonight, how should I go about betting it? Um, like I, for me, I would put it all in my favorite play, which is the the, the Rockets over. Um, if people haven't been paying attention, the, the Rockets are all banged up, so most of the guys that you would consider their stars probably won't play again. I have to check the injury report to see who's available. But John Wall's been out. Christian Wood's been out. He's still going to be out. Um, and then some other, like, you know, rotational pieces. So there's a lot of backups, including, like, Kenyon Martin's son, Kenyon Martin Jr. starting and putting up Wait, big Kenyon numbers. Martin Jr. is in the NBA? How did I not yeah. know that? Yeah, he's on the Rockets, man. He's actually, you know, he plays a lot like Dad. So um, he's always, been playing extremely well. I love Kenyon Martin, man. Yeah, so he, um, he's been playing well. And then there's a handful of other guys, like Kevin Porter Jr. has been out. So they've, they've actually had, like, Armani Brooks running the point. And I know I'm getting way too in-depth with this, but they've been running at a, at a really nice pace for a bad team. And the, the best part is they can't play defense. They suck. So Portland's going to have their way with them. Like, I think Yusuf Nurkic goes off. I think Dame goes off. Um, so I, I think all of these guys are going to have big days or a big night tonight. And, I mean, the total seems high. But, again, we've been going over this with Wizards, Wizards game. The totals have seemed high there, but – and then even the Pacers, the pace of play has just been off the charts ridiculous. I like the Pacers over a lot tonight, too, as they're playing the Cavs. And, again, that's a contrast of styles to see who wins out. And a lot of times, uh, the better team, they're, they will win out. And the Pacers are the fast-paced team, sure. and the Cavs are slowing down. So my assumption is the Cavs are going to have to speed up their play, and I like that to go over. But those are two of my favorite plays tonight. I think the Hawks are going to run roughshod over um, – over the Wizards tonight. They're seven and a half point favorites, no Bradley Beal. And if you watch it on Saturday when they played the Pacers, and again, another one that went over a total of 249 and a half, um, you know, Russell Westbrook did his triple double thing, the ridiculous triple doubles. We're not talking like 25, I mean, like, 10, and 10. No, it's like we're tw- talking about him getting into the teens and into the 20s at times right. with rebounds and assists. Um, so that's been absolutely absurd. But with no Bradley Beal, who dropped 50, now a lot of that's on Russell Westbrook's plate. You need somebody else to step up, like a Rui 
or whoever maybe Alex Lynn, somebody to give him something. I just don't see it. So, and by the way, he tied what Oscar Robertson's record for the most career triple doubles on Saturday night. I mean, he breaks it tonight. Yeah, it's unbelievable. All right, so yeah, so I mean, he's a triple double every single night. It's ridiculous. So okay, so would you like? You think I should just put it all on just the Rockets Blazers over? Should I split it and play some parlays? Um, I mean, if you like, if you want to get, uh, so, all right, here, here's what I would say to do. Okay. Go 150 on the Rockets over and okay. then take 50 and then parlay it. So you can parlay it with Rockets over, uh, Pacers over, or if you want to get weird, why don't we do this? Rockets over, Pacers over, Atlanta Hawks, all three of them parlay Ooh. together. Ooh. That's a, that's a, uh, I believe that's a 10 to one or 11 to one payout. So, so I'm going Rockets over, Pacers over. And, and, and uh, Hawks, Hawks to win. Yep. Or Hawks to cover. Or am I betting them on the money line? Can I bet money some bucks? I mean, if you're doing a three-team parlay, you can bet them on the money line if you want to be safer. They're going to win tonight. I don't think there's any way that – the Hawks are a really good team, and people haven't been paying attention. They've been playing some really good defense. All right, and I so, think Clint Capella is going to smash So that, that parlay is 50 to win 187. Okay. That's what that's what I've got on the on the Rockets over, Pacers over, and Hawks money line to win. Is okay, so that brings it down a little bit, but still, it's a good price. All right, all right, it's in. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. That's I what want I'm... you to win more than I actually want myself to win. Although right, because then I... the same thing. That's a good point. Makes me feel better. Well, I also give you nothing <laughs> at the end of it. I, it yeah. really in no way benefits you whatsoever, other than I say nice things about you. That's the only thing <laughs> that happens from it. All right, uh, Jeremy, we were talking. Uh, we just had Dan Duquette on a couple minutes ago, and we've been talking the last couple of days. We we, we allowed ourselves one day for the celebration of it. And then we started having the awkward conversation about John Means. And I'm in a tough spot because I agree with everyone who says, why would you be looking to trade John Means? He's a solution. You've, you've solved a problem. That's the point of what you're trying to do is find solutions. You found one. But I think it's a more complicated question than that about where your window might be to try to win a World Series. And are the Orioles, like, I, I don't think I see them being a team that's going to start buying guys out of arbitration years. I mean, I, I I think they should. I think they should have been doing it in the past. But mm-hmm. the fact that they haven't done it to this point, I don't know why I'd start expecting it now. Um, would they commit big money to a thirty-two, a 31-year-old pitcher who would be 32 in April of the, the following year? You know, we've got literally no examples of them ever doing that in franchise history. I, I think it's a more complicated question than just saying, why in the world would you be looking to trade John Means? I'm not looking to trade John Means, but – with the type of insane value he might have at the deadline, I would find myself saying I'd have to at least listen to a conversation regarding John Means. Yeah, you always have to listen. And like, let's be honest, he made an all-star game in his first year. Last year was a little tumultuous. There's reasons behind it. His dad passing away. Yeah. He had the dead arm at the beginning of the year in a shortened season, and he just tried to push through it. His velocity had gone up, and he really hadn't controlled it quite yet to where he needed to. He's popping the mitt, playing catch with his brother in the offseason and, you know, built up that velocity a little bit. And now it looks like it's paying dividends as you're seeing him hit 95 consistently. But let's be honest. I mean, you listen to everything. You have such a small sample size on him. There's no givens that all of a sudden he turns out to be an ace. But the other thing is you have total control over him until, what, 2025 or something? Or yeah. like it's, it's ridiculous how much control they have over him. So there's no reason to rush. If somebody comes to you and says, hey, they're offering their top prospects for him. You have to listen to that. I agree. I agree that you have to listen to it. And I'm not I this is when I say this, I'm not saying you just trade John Means for the sake of trading John Means. That's 100%. insane. I mean, that's insane. Like but you're identifying this might be the greatest value you ever have in a player and to your point, 
not one that you know with certainty is definitely going to still be this player two years from now. But right now what you have is one of the top three pitchers in all of baseball for a stretch that dates back, you know, some 11 starts. And if it continues towards July, you know, we could be talking about the better part of a full baseball season. And 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 three more years of team control, it's possible that a team that's in need for, of a pitcher says – if there was ever a guy we were going to give up at, you know, a monumental amount for, this is the guy that we give up that monumental amount for because we're not just getting a guy that's a rental at this point. We're getting a guy that could help us now and for years to come. Yeah, I just got a push notification. Uh, K- uh, KO actually tweeted out what I'm getting ready to say already before I've said it. Jesus, man. Yeah, he's really he's good at it. that. Yeah, he's really, <laughs> he's really good. Well, he's also we've also heard from you enough over the years that yeah, like, we kind of know exactly like, what you're going to say. Was really, when I wear the lace panties. No, but like to your to your point with John Means, like we all love him. Um, he's been really good thus far, but you're, it, when you're in this situation, you're foolish not to listen. And, and again, us saying listening does not mean, Hey, just pull the trigger, make right. a trade for the sake of making a trade. Correct. Somebody like I go back to that Dodgers deal. And I was just talking about this with somebody yesterday. You got five players back from Machado. You're unsure if any of them are going to be consistent major league players, let yep. alone a star at some point. Yep. Like use Neil Diaz. We haven't even seen him at the major league level. We've you know had a look at Dean Kramer. I like what I've seen. But it doesn't mean that he's actually going to pan out and be, you know, an upper echelon pitcher in this league and be at the front end of your rotation. Yep. We don't know that yet, but we're still learning more about him. I like his makeup. But you and, traded and, away arguably the best third baseman in baseball. And a couple of those guys and, are already gone. Like Zach Pop's already gone. He's already yeah. he's with the Marlins now. Bravik Villar is already gone. Like Yeah. And you know the funny thing about that in, in the conversation I had that remember they were talking to the Dodgers and said, well, What about Will Smith? No, 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 he's we're not trading him. What about Walker Bueller? That's ridiculous. We're not trading him. Okay, what about, um, you know, uh, Gavin Lux? No, right, we're not trading Right, Dustin Every May, one of the guys yes. that the Orioles asked for, they said they weren't trading, is now on their major league roster and playing, you know, premium time for them. Even even Urias, the, the other pitcher. So yep. there were plenty of names that they asked, and the Dodgers knew which ones were good and then gave you the rest of them. And, again, it doesn't mean one of the other ones doesn't pan out. You know, for what you gave up, I don't know that you got back. Well, and, and obviously that was a different situation where you were going to have to trade Manny Machado at that point. You, you mm-hmm. dragged it out. You missed your opportunity to get the most value that you could. And by the way, this this is relevant to me in the means discussion, which is to, to say, well, you don't have to do it right now. You're right. You don't have to do it right now. But you can't ignore the fact that this is the most value that someone ever has. Because the closer that that player gets to free agency, the less inclined another team is, like the Dodgers, to say, well, we'll give you Gavin Lux or we'll give you Dustin May. They say, well, we, yeah, we want to win a World Series, but we're getting the guy for three months. Like, we're not giving you all of these things. This is as valuable as a player can possibly be, which doesn't mean you have to deal him but it means you're way more likely to get the overwhelming haul now than you would be two years down the road. So can I ask, can KO tweet out something that I haven't said, and then I'll read it and actually say it Oh, this is good. This is a, I like this game. You want it to be. I like this game. Yeah, yeah. this right. is good. All right. It could I mean, be something sexy. I didn't even get to hear my open. Oh, the Kyle in the, the kitchen. kitchen. Kyle didn't like it as much it as was, I did. It was it took me by surprise. I expected something a little more upbeat. And maybe like a nice jingle. Oh, no, I wanted it to be sultry. I wanted, I wanted it to be nice and sultry. I, when you're talking did about... Did you go with the Ken Kniff one, or did you just go with the, the sweet sound? I went with the... Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I, I went I went with the, the, the sweeter sultry. All right. Okay. All right. I tried on. to give him some options. Hang on a second. We'll see what it is that... Uh, Kyle's... Yeah, Kyle's struggling. He's really, he's really struggling with... 
No, you're not. Your mic is off for some reason, Kyle. I don't know why you did that. Not so much a struggle, so much as it's I got a, I got one shot at this to make it really. It's good, a mom you know? spaghetti situation, yeah. is what you're dealing so with. So it's like I could go just you know inane, childish, which is how I've started. Uh huh. My mo. Okay. You could and essentially make me make fun of myself or someone else. Say something. The one that you you could well, you I'm could get him fired, get frankly. Trouble, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could absolutely. Would you be great news for us? So we could just scoop him up full time over here at Press Box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, do that. Have him say something. Yeah, I'm really on the Glenn Clark show again. <laughs> I'm officially declaring I'm leaving. Yeah, I want to five seven the fan. I always hated Ed Norris. He's the worst human being I've ever known. How is he allowed to be on the radio? Uh, well, if you missed today. We had a caller call into the show while Kyle was thinking of that. We had a caller call into the show, and he's always so positive that it makes my stomach turn. Like, no matter what the situation okay. is, the Orioles could have been beaten 11 to nothing. He's like, you just got to realize they had some really good at-bats. They got no hit. <laughs> yeah, but they worked some counts, and there was that one walk. Like he's, And I even I tweeted in our group chat. I said, he's so positive it makes me sick. And, and then I called the, I said, why are you so positive about everything? And then the guy's like, because I believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then Rob just attacks me, goes, you know what he just texted about you? Just reads my text <laughs> on the air. And I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah what a jerk yeah. you are. What, you just you just you, you hate all Christians? Is that what this is? You hate all religious <laughs> no. people, Jeremy? Way to go. I'm just making a, a Way to go, just broadly hating a group of people. I bet you feel good about yourself. <laughs> That you feel uh, real good about yourself. He's still struggling, by the way. He is still sorry, struggling. Sorry, he's got time. I'll read it. No hard. matter what it says, I'll read it. All right, all right. He sent hard. out the tweet. He sent he t- out- he's not going to tweet out the N-word, is he? No, sorry. no, no, no. no <laughs> not publicly. Uh, not on this account. <laughs> Better not. Yeah, yeah. he's got he's got uh, burners for that. I'll go break out his windows again. All right, all right. He sent that out. You see it? Um, hold on. i got to get a push notification. And I'm, let me see. I mean, did you tag? Oh, yeah, yeah. Would okay, I was going to say. Was is it the Frank Thomas one? Yeah. All right, so hold on. Let me let me hold the phone away. I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. It's too bad Frank Thomas took that nickname because after this weekend, Glenn deserves it, and my chiropractor agrees. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I I see. <laughs> I see. I, it's, clever, it's clever, yes. but it's not. It needed to... You needed to run into it, I think, a little bit more for it to, to have fair, the same. To put me on the spot. I, had, yeah. uh, I didn't have I, – I, I wanted the workshop at also, large, but you said I was Also, you out. think Jeremy's even remotely bothered by no, making not even a, a gay sex accusation? I don't want to get him fired. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, A gay sex accusation? What do you mean? It wasn't real? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it didn't happen? Yeah, you were yeah, that, dr- you were that drunk. <laughs> it took me so long as Jeremy texted that to me. <laughs> Literally I think thing. this should become a segment where he comes up with one – Every so, single week. So that was the no that was the Stefan bit on SNL. Is John Mulaney, oh, would, John Mulaney would switch out. It was a little it, different though, because he would like hand him. He would like Hater would know that this wasn't what he was actually going to be reading when he got on stage, and so right. he would be expecting. This is more. I have the ability to just get Jeremy fired every week. Yeah, you have I, the ability to make me make you a bicycle clown. That's what you <laughs> right. I think they've done that to Colin Jost a couple times too. I've heard over the years is they've switched out cards on him no, as they did the show I like live. That now I know I'll have more time to actually yeah, work spend some something. time working yeah, yeah, on it yeah. during the course of the week and then yeah. and then go from there. Uh do <laughs> do you care at all about the Bob Baffert thing by the way? I mean I like I don't care enough about horse racing. And not that I dislike it. I like it when it comes around when the timing, when people start talking about the different tour, like they bring up the Breeders' Cup, and I'm like, eh, is that one of the three? No, <laughs> I mean, I'm not that bad. But, you know, like, I, it doesn't, 
none of that stuff irritates me, but none of this shocks me. Does it surprise you that, you know, we've got like if I were Bob Baffert, I'd say I think the horse was doing this on his own. I had Oh, ba- Baffert's going all out this morning, by the way. We haven't talked about it. We started the show with it. We haven't talked. He is going he's all news, right? he's going all it's not just he's on Dan Patrick, he's doing he is doing the, the absolute rounds of this isn't real, and we're running, and the whole thing, and and oh my God, it's it's a whole oh it's it will be a wild week. It'll be a wild week up here for that sport, and obviously if you're getting attention in national media. That's that's for for the folks over at Preakness. I don't think there's any chance that they're banning Bob Baffert this week. I think they are <laughs> they are absolutely taking all that attention they can possibly get throughout the course of the week. I mean, right. look, that's like that's like the the story that came out about. Um, the uh, the track stars that were like making fun of DK Metcalf running with him. It's like you guys should be praising him because he's actually oh, got bringing way more attention. attention no sport. doubt, got way yeah. more attention. Way. And credit to him for not like he's not training for this. He comes out and I know he ran nine, but he, what he run a ten. Yeah, 10.34 or, or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. insane what he ran. Like come Ridiculous. on, dude, that's amazing. That would win at a lot of levels. You'd be winning with those numbers. You just happen to be competing against literally the best in the country. Well, it's also like he has not been training for this really. Correct. One hundred percent. All right, man. Anything else going on in your world? I got well. I mean, just a lot of the gambling stuff. Got some big DFS things coming up. I'm still struggling after that heartbreak. That was. Uh, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't shaken that one yet, or shook it yet. Um, with that that loss, I mean, that was you know when people tell you, hey, I'm winning a hundred thousand dollars. The only way I can is if this game goes to overtime, and poof, the game goes to overtime, then double overtime. It's still, it's the one that I I, I can't get away from. But um, had a couple of close calls too. I had a really nice day uh, this weekend. I, all my hitters were going off early on. I had one pitcher left, and you're thinking, hey, I'm going to get points for this guy, and the pitcher came out and sucked and uh, blew up my lineup, which uh, which is rough. But uh, there've been a couple of good ones here or there. Avoided some pitfalls, but you know, for the most part, that's been that. Uh, are you are you in the camp? We were just talking about this too. Are you in the camp that like after you see Wade Miley throw a no hitter, you're sort of like, well, maybe no hitters don't mean all that much. Like, are you yeah. are, are you are, have you come to that side of like? Well, I, I said um, earlier today that outside of players I didn't like, Wade Miley and Giovanni Gallardo were two of the toughest guys to root for because. Like you'd have the nine hole hitter coming up saying, all right, all we got to do is get out of this jam. Just don't walk this guy. Yeah. And sure enough on four pitches, that guy walks and, you know, George Springer comes up and hits a bomb. Uh, That was the typical nature of Giovanni Mm -hmm. Gallardo with the 20 minute inning where he's got to throw, you know, nine pitches to every batter. That stuff would drive me nuts. Now, like for me, I hated Eric Bedard, but I still pulled for him because he was on my team. Um but, yeah, that, like watching Wade Miley do it, I was happy for him because I saw him tearing up and crying. And from what I heard, like his teammates always liked him, even though he kind of looked like – I mean, he looked like he was a member of my family. He looked like Yeah, so, yeah, there was a little know. bit of that, yep. Yeah, so I, I was always kind of for him. He's out hunting and chewing and spitting and all that other nonsense. So, um, you know, look, I, I, don't, I don't dislike uh, good old Wade Miley. I don't dislike Wayne. him at all. Do we call him Wade? Wayne. I, don't, I don't dislike him anyway. I do think that – I think we can both say John Means no hitter meant more because you literally saw him throw 26 or 27 first pitch strikes and you you yeah. watched and and also acknowledge that the tr- I only walked one. He only walked one, but I'm just talking about I generically guess, right. the true outcome nature sure. of baseball does in some way make it not likely but more likely that a player that a pitcher can get through a no hitter just because there are going to be teams the guys are just going to be up there hacking, swinging, trying to hit home runs and 
not really doing the things that we've known have been smart to do in baseball for decades. I, I think we can and acknowledge that. The weird thing is there's some really bad lineups in baseball, but they haven't been the ones necessarily getting no hit. Um, you know, we, I mean, you can sit here and talk about Seattle and say, oh, or talk about the Indians and say, oh, man, the bottom of their lineup is just atrocious. But I think the weather is helping. That's why we're seeing a few more early on. Dead ball. Um, wind blowing in, colder days, that uh, helps. But, you know, you tip your cap to the pitcher because, you get 27 outs. It's not, and then yep. you got to like even early on in the season. Are you stretched out enough? Do, does your uh, um, manager trust you to go deeper in the games? I think all those things matter. I think it's also crazy that Zach Plesac was the starting pitcher in two of them on the other side. Like that is just <laughs> that is weird. really random, man. All right. Oh, hey, are you as excited about the uh, the Tommy Lee Pamela Anderson movie as everybody else is? I was just watching it. this stuff. It looks absolutely incredible. Right. Um, right. Like. Lily Allen, Lily Allen, right? Or is it Lily? Lily James. Uh, James? Yes, Lily, Lily James. James Lily Allen's she, the singer. Yeah, yeah. Her transformation. Yeah, Lily Allen has three nipples, I believe. Is that um, true? Uh, you might want to look that up. I'm Holy pretty sure crap. that's true. And you know her brother was Theon Greyjoy in Great Game of Thrones. I Alfie. Didn't, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, Alfie so, Allen. So it, it, here I am. I, I, I said her name wrong, and I know so much wait, wait, information wait. about her. Which one's out? more important? Yeah, the three nipples part. Yeah. Three nipples, three by the way. Nip- Did you know that? Hang on a second. Lily Allen has a third nipple. This is a real yeah. thing. Holy crap. Why don't you tweet that one out about me, Kay? No, I was right. just saying. I was <laughs> yeah, going right. to Lily it. Allen's got three nipples. Did Hooray. you know that? But where is the third nipple exactly? It's like a, it's her nubbin, just like on Friends. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but no, uh, um, it, the pictures look amazing. Like, uh, Lily James looks incredible. It, like, the transformation is, is Pamela Anderson. She looks really – she's pretty, but she looks really, really good. Oh, my God. Uh, and I thought um, good old Winter Soldier there, I thought he looked he looked a lot like Tommy Lee, really, a younger dude, version. It's I thought nuts, man. They both did a good job. We'll see what the story is. Oh, no doubt. And I'm not – look, I, I am compelled – it's one of those things where, like, it was such a ubiquitous part of my life at some point that you're you're going to have to watch. You know what I mean? Like, I have to watch this film – because there was a part of my life where literally all we did in the world was talk about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Like, that's all we did in society for a good stretch was talking about them. On, uh, yes, correct. And uh, it the was, interweb. Yes, um, 1,000%. It taught me things about my so, world. Is this a movie or a television show? I thought it was a movie, but I don't know if it's a theater movie or like a Netflix. I don't, I don't know. Because if it's a show, then all I need to do is watch the Boat Ride episode, right? Yep, you'll be good. Yeah, 100%. Okay. You'll have everything figured out from there. <laughs> All right, at JeremyCon1057, picks are at PressBoxOnline.com. Big Bad Morning Show every morning on 105.7 The Fan. We'll talk to you next Monday, buddy. Thank you. Ha- uh, have a great one. All week. right, man. Three nipples are fine. Just know that. <laughs> sure. Is, is, is a man, does he know that because he's got them? Ask him if he's got three. How many does he have? Got questions, man. Four. Got a lot of questions. Four. Four? Wow, that's remarkable. I have nipples, Greg. Yeah, can you milk me? Good question. Today's show also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. They're celebrating their 25th anniversary, and they have an incredible menu to help you celebrate with them. It's a menu that includes the smoky thigh wings, which I stand by as much as anything that I have tasted at any establishment in just about my entire life, as well as the zucchini fries, the double bacon and cheddar burger, the barbecue chicken bowl with the ancient grains, the strip steak sandwich, the Silver Anniversary IPA, the Turtle Cheesecake, and more. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website for you to find out more, and you can win a trip to uh, Devil's Backbone if you go right now to GloryDaysGrill.com and get involved in an awesome anniversary contest right now. Again, GloryDaysGrill.com. 
we come back in, we'll get a tidbit. We'll get two bit to wrap it up for a Monday edition of the program. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. The annual MIAA Lacrosse Championships are coming live to Anne Arundel County for the first time ever. The MIAA Lacrosse Championships feature some of the nation's top lacrosse programs as well as the future stars of the game. Join us Tuesday, May 18th and Friday, May 21st at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. Tickets are on sale now. To learn more, go to MIAAChampionships.com. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Hey, this is your guy, Chris Rulin from Grade 8's Memorabilia, coming to you to talk about Baltimore Celeb Fest. 50 wrestlers at Benfield Sports Center on Saturday, May 15th from 11 till 3. We will be there with the Grade 8 stable with the Murder Hawk Monster, Lance Archer, the Machine, Brian Cage, the beautiful people, Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, Matt Seidel, Flip Gordon, Tessa Blanchard, Diamante. You can meet all eight of them for only 200 bucks. All the details at Great8'sMemorabilia.com. It's Great8'sMemorabilia.com. Also, we have great private signings coming up with John Harbaugh, Anquan Bolden, Jonathan Ogden, and more. That's GreatAidsMemorabilia.com. Remember, be great. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. 
The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles top Orioles pitcher John Means and the role new pitching coach Chris Holt is taken with Means and the entire organization. Inside, Matt Kremnitzer reflects on Nick Markakis's career and Bo Smolka looks at what to expect from the Ravens 2020 draft class in their second season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. Tonight, Stan the Fan and Ross Grimsley chatting with Boog Powell. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports as well as PressBoxOnline.com. Tomorrow, Stan shows is always brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for a free analysis. All right, winding down for Monday edition of the program, a couple of folks got in during the course of the show with things they wanted to say from... John Little Rock said Baffert was suspended there in Arkansas, where they have the Arkansas Derby, but he won an appeal and was reinstated. Several of his horses had failed tests. I definitely understand what you're saying, though. No unified governing body in horse racing. Yeah, I mean, there's just no... Look, we have to be fair. And this is the tricky part about it. There, there is a possibility that this other sample come back. By the way, Bob Baffert's apparently making all, all sorts of like claims that they're, part of the problem could involve another horse that peed in the general area. This, I don't know nearly enough about this, this is where I gotta I have to say I have no idea. These all these things sound absurd. These things sound nuts. But I I don't I don't know because I don't really know horse racing this way. So hang on, I'm gonna try to pull up one of the claims that was made as Bob Baffert's been doing the rounds, he's been doing the media rounds this morning. I this is one of those things where like we we should probably ask him to come back on, but I don't know that I'm equipped to be able to do the interview appropriately. And I just I'm trying to be frank about that. I don't know how to challenge someone about things that I don't understand. So it, it's a tough spot for me where like do we do we invite him back on to talk about this or would I be would I be running into just allowing him to put out propaganda and me not being prepared to be able to combat it quite quite well enough? Um this is from Rick Bozich, who is a writer for WDRB in Louisville. He says, Baffert says one test issue was created by a groom urinating in the stall after the groom had been taking cough medicine. The horse ate some of the hay. Now, when you read that, that sounds completely badass insane. I mean, it sounds nuts. A human was taking cough medicine, 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 peed, and the horse ate the hay where the guy peed, and that's what you're... Like, th- this is... Remember, uh, Drew and I used to joke all the time about the tennis player, I think it was Richard Gasquet, who tested positive for cocaine, and his answer was, I, I kissed a girl who used cocaine. And the governing body was like, okay, that checks out. Enjoy, enjoy playing your tennis. It sounds nuts. It sounds insane when you read that out loud. 
But do I know enough about how any of this works to be able to say, no, that's not how this works? Not at all. I, I don't. I cannot tell you that there is no chance that's true. I can't. I just, I, how would I possibly know? And I don't have enough time to talk to enough like horse scientists this week to be able to get more of those answers. I have no clue. Some of the other things that Bob Baffert has said this morning while making the rounds. Um, uh, all these are, are uh, tweets from Rick Bozich. Uh, Bob Baffert tells Dan Patrick he has a, quote, investigation team, unquote, working on the Medina Spirit situation, says he's planning on running uh, the horse in the Preakness. Also said the Churchill Downs reaction to, the, to ban him was a, quote, cancel culture, unquote, reaction. That's it's just a hack bit. I mean, that's, I have no idea if the other things are true or not, but that's just a hack, hack bit that should die a thousand deaths. It means nothing. There, there is nothing there. It's the you're desperately clinging to something that will whip people into a frenzy. There is nothing there. Uh, Baffert says it usually takes three weeks for the second test to come back. Says the Preakness should allow him to run because the horse has not been officially disqualified. Says Medina Spirit team will, quote, be aggressive here, unquote. Baffert uh, says the regulators in racing right now don't, quote, make common sense, unquote. Medina Spirit is currently in a van on the way to Baltimore. Baffert says what has happened to the horse is, quote, mind-boggling, unquote. Uh, adds, quote, I didn't do it, unquote, Baffert said. Quote, this should have been looked at in a different way. It's a contaminant level. We're an open book, unquote. Again, I wish I understood any of this more to be able to say whether or not I think this is all nonsense. And... <sighs> I, I can't I can't answer any of those questions. I, I just can't. It's quite the circus. And also, again, we're talking about the party involved is a horse. Just the reality to all of this. The can't party, talk. party involved can't speak for itself. Maybe so. on Netflix. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps at some point that'll be the case. All right, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit brought to you today by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. All right, tidbit of the day. Of course, we discussed John Means and, in general, just pitching as it comes to Major League Baseball. And there are classifications that comes to starters as to how hard they throw and what you might determine. You know, Greg Maddox was a finesse pitcher, but a damn good one. Obviously a power pitcher, somebody who throws harder and, well, we've trended more at the Major League level toward power than finesse. Well, according to baseball reference, that is not terribly surprising. Consider that this year against power pitchers, opposing offenses are hitting only 197 with a 630 OPS. Against finesse pitchers, well, 250 with a 731 OPS. More than 100 OPS points higher against finesse than against power now some other trends as it pertains to this season compared to other ones this season it has produced an expected or a batting average of 225 on ground balls pretty low but significantly lower than what we'd seen prior in 2007 ground balls produced a 245 batting average hmm. 
And in 2007, line drives produced a 734 batting average. However, this year, 639, implying that perhaps the shift would be what's preventing some of these line drives yeah, or ground I, balls sure. from finding grass where they otherwise may have. Sure. So I found that interesting. Okay. Now, John Means certainly is qualifying, I think, close to a power pitcher at this point. But, you know, he's doing damn well. We know that much. So well that he leads all of baseball and wins above replacement for pitchers. That's not true anymore. It is, yeah. For all, all pitchers, he leads baseball. Oh, wins, wins above replacement. Yes. Sorry, yes. Sorry. Easy, Sorry. No, no, no. There are five other pitchers with a war of 1.8 or higher. Okay. Um, Garrett Cole. Uh, yes. 1.9. Um, Jacob deGrom. 1.8 for deGrom. Now I got to remember who the other ones were. I saw this DeGrom's list. Also one eight. I mean, Cole's also 1.8, not 1.9. So, sorry. Okay. Well, what a jerk you are. Mm-hmm. Um, in all of baseball? Yes. Was it Woodruff? Woodruff is second with two okay. wins above replacement. And I'm missing one more? Two. I'm missing two more. It was... It was... Oh, I, I do know it was uh, G- G- Gosman, right? Gosman yeah, has one point. It was Gosman, which is crazy. I don't remember who the last one was. It's a lefty. Was a lefty. It's a lefty. Lefty. Guffy? It is indeed. Yeah. I did just see, as I was working on my, go- uh, my column this weekend, I did see these numbers. So I I kind of had a bit of a leg up on that one. That's fine. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I, Gosman was the one that I was like, I know there was one that was interesting. Gosman was the name. All right, very good. Uh, Tidbit was also brought to you today. Speaking of John Means, he's on the cover of the new print issue of PressBox, which you can get right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms or any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. You can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com as well. Tubular brought to you by Window Nation. Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. They have an unbelievable offer for you. I mean, truly unbelievable. Right now, get 50% off. All styles of windows. 50% off all styles of windows. Plus, no money down, no payments, no interest for 24 months. Nothing. It's not just that you don't have to pay. They're not going to make you pay down the road for the fact that you didn't pay. They're giving you two years free. Not, I mean, there's a term for this, and I can't think of what the term is. Ah, my brain, man. I'll think of it later on this afternoon and nobody will hear me. I'll yell it out to an empty office. 866-90Nation, windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Here's what's coming up. Totally tubular this weekend. Not this weekend. That What is going on? on I need to see somebody, man. I really do need to see somebody. It's starting to be a bit too much. My brain is just... There's a thing happening. There's something going on. I hope you're wrong. I, I'm not, man. I'm not. I wish I was. I'm not. There is something going on, man. All right. Uh, totally tubular for Monday night. Tonight, Orioles-Red Sox wrap up their four-game set. Orioles tried to avoid the four-game sweep. 
Martin Perez and Jorge Lopez, the pitching matchup, 7 o'clock on Masson. ESPN's got Angels, Astros at 8, MLB Network, Rangers, Giants late, NBC Sports Washington, Wizards, Hawks, 7.30. It's also on NBA TV in the rest of the country. NBA TV also has Jazz Warriors at 10. NBCSN, Fulham and Burnley at 2.55. Stars, Blackhawks at 8. The USA Network for WWE Monday Night Raw tonight at 8. Give me some non-sports highlights. Non-sports. Got some documentaries tonight. Uh, HBO has part one of a documentary called The Crime of the Century. That has to do with, I believe, the development of Oxycontin and the spurring of the opioid crisis as a result. All right. Uh, not, not pretty heavy documentaries, I should say. Uh, Viceland has one called I Sniper, which I believe is about the DC Sniper. Oh, I thought it was about the song uh, Good Eye Sniper by Coheed and Cambria. Don't think so. Uh, I remember the DC Sniper thing really. I, this is a random story, but I, I, was, I, was, I was DJing a wedding in the Outer Banks that weekend. Mm-hmm. One of the weekends right, yeah. that was all going on. And as I was driving back, I stopped to get gas. By the way, the song, I guess, wasn't called A a Good Eye Sniper. I think it was called A Favor House Atlantic, but the line was, Good Eye Sniper. Anyway, the point being, Mm. I stopped to get gas on the way home, and this guy comes, like, screaming up to me, and he's like, Dude, get down! And I'm like, I had, like, utterly forgotten that the sniper situation was going on. And the people in the D.C. area, literally, like, the kids, as they were walking Mm, to school, were being told to zigzag, yes. Um, So he's like, Dude, get down! I'm like, Get down! Like, I thought they must know, like, some something. The sniper wasn't there. There was no reason to think the sniper was there. But it was such paranoia that people were literally, if I was standing at the gas pump, Mm -hmm. I was making a mistake. And people were screaming at me because I was standing outside my car at the gas pump. The guy that told me to get down, as it turns out, worked for... Channel 9 or one of the TV channels in sure. D.C. And then asked me if I would stay at the gas station to be interviewed about um, fear and, and he was, everything. He was trying and I'm to like, create. I'm like, bro, you yeah, right. wait a second. Yeah, right. You just told me that I should be in such fear that I should be ducking. And now you want to interview me about the fear that I didn't have? Like... It's a really strange bit, man. It was it was a crazy time. I mean, it was just an unbelievably crazy time. Well, that's at ten o'clock on Viceland. Uh, tragic, Grylls, obviously, as you point out, no incredibly doubt. tragic time. I never saw Blue Caprice, but I always wanted to. I just never got around to it. Was Blue Caprice? It was about uh, Malvo. Oh, was it? And like, was yeah. it was it like a theater movie? It was a movie, yeah. It was I don't remember that at all. Film from like two thousand fourteen, maybe. Never saw it. Nominated for Oscar, I think. Uh, a new show, animated show on TBS, Final Space, 1030. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, stuff and things. Check it all out. GlennClarkRadio.com. All right. Very good. Um, thank. Oh, a, a Tubular was also brought to you today by KNS Automotive right here in Hamden for over 40 years. KNS Automotive has been restoring, repairing, and maintaining foreign and domestic vehicles with a focus on exceptional workmanship and quality customer service. Everything from oil changes to major body work. Give them a call right now, 410-235-6660. Go to knsimports.com. It's K&S Automotive, knsimports.com. Thanks today to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners. All right, should I thank our guests? I guess I should thank our guests. Likely a good idea. 
Again, that brain, just just an issue. Thanks to Dan Duquette. Thanks to Brooker Corrigan. Thanks to Jeremy Kahn. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tuesday, Tuesday. I feel like I'm working on something. I hope you are. Like that would be good. It would be good if we were working on something for tomorrow. Yeah, so I got irons and fires, baby. Irons and fires. We're going to start uh, catching up with lacrosse coaches for sure. I do know uh, Loyola women's coach Jen Adams is going to join us. They had quite the run to a Patriot League title. And we're going to try to catch up with some of the other folks that are still alive going into the NCAA tournament this weekend. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, K&S Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Bradley Nicky Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks, Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at Kay Ottenheimer. Follow us, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Monday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.